Hi, everyone. Before I start the show proper, I wanted to make an announcement. I knew at some point the current administration of the United States was going to be attacking the LGBT community. I never would have thought that they were going to start by attacking the children of the most vulnerable part of that community. I'm sure, as you know by now, legislation has been passed that puts our transgender youth into an incredibly dangerous situation. You may not be aware, though, that the suicide rate among the transgender community is massive. A study by the Gay and Lesbian Task Force and the Center for Trans Equality has shown that among transgender people, 41% have attempted suicide at least once. And when you compare that to the rest of the population, which averages about 4.6%, that is insane. And on top of it, trans people are most likely to be the victim of violent crime. Statistically, this is appalling. The fact that you didn't even go, not that I approve of this either, the fact that they didn't even go after transgender community as a whole, but that they singled out the children is monstrous. And you have awoken the mama lion within me. And I will be at every march that I can attend. I'm on the phone with my representatives. And if you feel similarly, I strongly suggest that you do the same. You might also want to consider making a donation to Lambda Legal or the ACLU to help fight this absolutely despicable piece of legislature that they're trying to get through. And to my young transgender listeners who are out there, you are not alone. We are fighting for you. We are fighting with you. You know what I mean. We're fighting beside you. Let's put it that way. And if you need help, if you need someone to talk to, please contact the Trevor Project. Please give them a call at 866-488-488. 7386. That's 866-488-7386. They can help you and they will help you. So please reach out because I'm going to be doing everything at my end to make sure that you stay safe. Okay, that's enough politics for this show. Let's have some fun. Hi, I'm Roger Connors, also known as the Scream Queer of Indie Horror. You might know me from Chill the Killing Games and the upcoming Lady Krampus. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you. And welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 178, and tonight it's another listener takeover episode. So, at your behest, we're going to be taking a look at the controversial 1980s furniture store slasher, Hide and Go Shriek. And I'm going to be joined by two very special guests, two returning guests, the fabulous Allison and Brian, formerly of the I'm Not Here to Make Friends podcast. And we, much like the Flintstones, will have a gay old time. 
So welcome back, everybody. It is a delight to be here with you again. And hey, if you're new, please allow me to introduce myself. I am your host. My name is Patrick Walsh. And for the next eh, two and a half hours or so, I'm going to be your guide to the weird and wonderful worlds of horror movies, but as seen through my very, very gay little eyes. But first, let's talk about me. What's been going on in Scream Queen's headquarters? Well, let's get Smoochie Watch out of the way right now. Smoochie the cat is still on antibiotics. She has to do another course because she's still got that shit on her tail. It keeps reopening. These wounds keep reopening. And so here we are. But the last time we were there, the vet had to shave her tail. So she's murderous. But the vet left this little poof. At the end of it, so it's like a little bit French Poodle and a little bit Dr. Seuss, and it's just fabulous, and she wants to kill me because I keep taking pictures of it, but what else is new? But girl put on another pound. Yeah, in the three weeks since her last appointment, she put on another pound, so she is on an extremo diet now, and hopefully things will get better before Miss Thing comes down with diabetes. She's at 30 pounds now, yo. But enough about her. Let's talk about me. So on the last episode, I told you about my romantic misadventure in which the guy was about to hook up with, well, had been hooking up with, but hadn't gotten, you know, naked-ish with yet, kindly informed me before we started that he had been exposed to syphilis. And so I had been kind of sort of exposed to syphilis in that little, little bit of makeout session. Well, my tests came back negative. However... It could take up to three months for symptoms to show. So I opted to go and get treatment anyway. And since apparently doctors don't stock the penicillin that you need, and if you have to go get it, it's like $300 and insurance won't cover it, they said, why don't you go to the free clinic? And I did that today. And I feel especially proud of myself because even the doctor there said, I just told him what I told you. I'm like, this is the story. This is what happened. I got the results. I don't feel like waiting three months to find out. I'm having these things fester inside my body. Until then, could you just give me the shot so we can have this done with? And he said, that is the most mature decision, decision I've heard anybody make in here in quite some time. And I said, why, thank you. And it didn't help that the doctor was hot. It's really weird be having dirty thoughts about your doctor at the sexually transmitted diseases clinic that's not okay it's not okay i felt like miss coco peru in the movie girls will be girls and he my and this guy was suddenly my doctor perfect oh hi doctor perfect oh dear i seem to have come down with yet another sexually transmitted disease this is the fourth one this month oh dear yes i will drop my pants so you can inject me with stuff in my butt yeah so everything's cool i got the treatment which is a huge shot of penicillin in your butt and this shot really hurts and it still hurts i feel like i've got a coconut in my butt remember like last time i was talking about my back pain and i felt like i had a coconut stuck under my shoulder blades but now the coconut has worked its way down into my butt well not into my butt no i don't feel like i have a coconut in my butt i feel like i have a coconut in my butt cheek what is the matter with you please get your head out of my butt there's never wrong with my butt right now. So anyway, like I said last time, I am – I feel like the best thing about all this is to be open. And if me talking about going and get treatment and getting tested and stuff is going to help anybody out there, so be it. So great, so wonderful because my new personal mantra is that shame is toxic and it's much better to be safe than sorry. Anyway. Let's talk about fun stuff, baby. Yeah. So what have I been watching? On Netflix, there are two shows that are really fun that I'm enjoying the hell out of. The first one everybody's been talking about, and that would be the Santa Clarita 
diet. And it's with Drew Barrymore. And of course, everybody's heard of it by now. You know, she's 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 a zombie cannibal person and everybody's just trying to be cool with it and stuff. I'm loving it. I am especially fond of the later episodes because Portia de Rossi shows up. And Portia de Rossi, if you don't know, is one of my favorite lesbians. And it's kind of cool because this character she's playing is almost identical in tone to the one that she played on Better Off Ted, which is a show that got canceled way too soon, but that's neither here nor there. And also, that's really not the show I want to focus on right now because everybody's been talking about Santa Clarita Diet, and nobody has been talking about Crazy Head. Crazy Head is a British show, and it is tickling my Buffy bone. Uh-huh. It's it's tickling my Buffy bone and filling my Buffy hole that was left when that show went off the air. So, yes, we're talking about my bone and my hole. Again, please get the coconut out of my Buffy hole. Thank you. No, it's, it's a British show, and it's these two misfit gals who can see that some people are not actually people, that they're demons, and they have to hunt them and kill them before the demons kill them. It's tons of fun. It's really funny. It's a mixture of Buffy, but also with a bit of that Shaun of the Dead style British humor. And if you're not watching it, check it out. And I want to also thank Tommy from Toronto, who mentioned it on the Screamers page earlier today, even though I was already aware of it. But Tommy, thank you for looking out for your fellow Screamers. That's pretty cool. Gold star. And also, Tommy, could you send your prime minister down to like kidnap me or something or like propose, like tell him to leave his wife and like Make me Mrs. Justin Trudeau because, come on, that guy's too – talk about – we got Dr. Perfect at the STD clinic and we got Prime Minister Perfect in Canada. What the hell is going on? So I got to go to the theater. I got to see a play that's in previews right now on Broadway called Significant Other. And all the little young gays are all on Twitter about it. Like, oh, it's so great. It's so romantic. It's such a beautiful story. It's so my life. I sat in the back row of the theater and with my friend Bruce and just said, bullshit, the whole time. <sighs> it's about a guy, a gay man living in New York City, who's upset because all of his straight girlfriends have gotten married, and he thinks he's never going to find anyone and get married. I'm 29 years old, and I'm never going to get married. Go, go fuck yourself. I'm 46 years old, and I'm never going to get married. Get over it. Maybe if you had some friends that weren't straight girls, maybe if you knew some gay people, and maybe if you didn't have this long list of requirements for dating, you'd actually be dating? And how about you try dating first before you get married? Hey, how about that? There's a concept. That's a thing that's disturbing. I'm finding with the younger gays, everyone's kind of jumping directly to marriage. You know, I'm all for gay marriage and stuff, but you, 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 kids, simmer down. I'll never get married. I'll be the only one of my friends who's not married. Bitch, you couldn't get married like six years ago at all. Okay, so just, just get it together. Breathe. Breathe. Damn. I also want to say I got to see listener Dan Dominguez. Hi, Dan. He's doing a show at the June Havoc Theater called The Mother of Invention that will be closed by the time you hear this me message. But he was incredible, as he always is, and I just wanted to give him some love. And Dan is also the host of the Hot Date Podcast, which is a very, very entertaining show. Him and his co-host, whose name just fell out of my head because I'm a terrible person, they pick a random date. And then they find a movie that was popular or controversial around that time and 
based the show on that. It, it's a very nice, classy show, much classier than this one. So if you like class, you're going to love Dan Dominguez and his host, whose name I don't remember. I'm terrible. I'm a hard, hard person. Now, you probably noticed that I'm talking kind of quickly today, possibly more quickly than usual. And the reason I'm doing that is because this is the third time I have recorded this segment. I don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, there's this weird clicking noise, and every now and then, like two seconds of audio just drops out of my recording. And I'm watching the little lines in the recording program going up and down to see if it's happening again, and so far it's not. But let's just say, Daddy's tired. Daddy took a huge shot in the butt today of a major amount of penicillin. He just had a five-hour nap on the couch, and it is now midnight, and I <laughs> the third time I've recorded this... So I'm a little antsy and getting a little tired, and Smoochie's looking at me. Can we just please go to bed? Take take, take this hot pussy to bed. Please forget I said that. No, I don't mind recording this stuff again because I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for the show, and that's an important thing because I do love talking to you guys. But just the fact that I've talked about all these topics a gazillion times already, I'm tired of listening to myself talk, and that is a neat trick. You guys can get tired of listening to me talk because you can just turn me off and come back later or not at all, whatever. But I have to listen to myself talk all the damn time. Oh, God. What else did I want to mention? Oh, when it comes to movies, I watched a whole bunch of stuff during the blizzard, which wasn't a blizzard, the 10-incher that we got last week. By the way, it's 70 degrees right now, so I don't know. Welcome to the apocalypse, whatever. But uh, some of those reviews will be showing up here on the regular show. Some of them will be showing on the final reel, which is the Patreon feed. But I wanted to give you a little something right now. I could give you a big something if you like. Oh, that's really sexy if the guy was just at the STD clinic. Shut up. Shut up, you guys. Just shut up. Shut up. I wanted to say that I got to see The Autopsy of Jane Doe. And the reason I'm doing it here instead of doing a segment on it is a very hard movie to talk about without spoiling, but also hard to talk about because nothing – like it's not – an event-driven movie. It's it's a mystery in and of itself. These there's a, a a family is found murdered, and much to the surprise of the police, they find in the basement this body, nude body of this beautiful woman, this completely unmarked body that's half buried, and it's taken to the funeral home for an autopsy by uh, Brian Cox and his son and there is a mystery that goes on here and it's all in the autopsy the more they look the more things they find that are strange and we get more clues to what's happening and i gotta say the first two thirds of this are really good it's by the same guy who did troll hunter which is a fabulous movie and there's a wonderful sense of dread of 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 discovery of trying to figure i mean i was baffled as to what's going on even though the movie did make me a bit uncomfortable because since we have a female corpse we have an actress who is butt naked the entire film and since she's dead she's completely passive and we see every inch of her from every angle and this makes me uncomfortable i know it was a set and i know that she's she's safe and she's okay but i had the same feeling with the movie dead girl 
I just feel bad for the actress. And I know she's getting paid. I know she choose, chose to do it. But in, uh, in an, uh, a different lesser movie, I would worry about the exploitation. But this is handled as tastefully as this kind of thing could possibly be. And the movie is quite scary. It kind of peters out in the ending. It ends kind of abruptly. And I was a little let down. I would have been completely let down had the journey up to that point not been fascinating. So the autopsy of Jane Doe, I give it a recommendation. Please do check it out. Okay, I do have to say this one caveat for the movie, and this is a totally personal thing. Because there's a song that's associated with our Jane Doe that gets played several times over the radio, and you know it's, it's her song. And it would be a scary song if I didn't associate it with Pebbles and Bam Bam, because I know it from the Flintstones. They'll let the sun shine in, face it with a grin, because I'm old and I know these things. And here's me trying to be scared by this movie, yet being forced to sing the Pebbles harmony line to it every time they played it, which is a lot. Sometimes I'm gayer than others, and this was one of those times. I got gay during the autopsy of Jane Doe, and that is a new high or low for me, depending on how you look at it. It's a little bit of both, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I mentioned the Patreon page just a minute ago, and I would be neglect to not talk about it a bit more. Of course, that is the page where you can go and help support the show by pledging $1, $3, or $8 a month. And by doing that, you will get extra content, extra bonus Scream Queens all month long. You can get one extra episode or two extra episodes, or you might even get more than that. You will never get less than one or two episodes, but you might get even more. Right now, we have a review of Rings that's up there, the movie Rings, and also for The Cure for Wellness, and I promise I'm doing the review of Split this week, and that one is going out to everybody. Everybody's getting a bonus episode this month. You get a bonus episode, you get a bonus episode, and you get a bonus episode. And if you want to find out how you can join the cool, cool kids, help support the show, help me get some new equipment here, help me get an advertising budget going on, and also help me get the funds to start producing a live show that will be broadcast to all of you as well. Then you head over to that page. That's www.patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and search Scream Queens. And, of course, that's Queens with a Z. We'll be happy to have you. And, by the way, one of the perks of becoming a Patreon subscriber is that you will have an impromptu original song written about you. And that's going to be coming up at the end of the show, so be sure to stay tuned after the closing credits, to hear your impromptu song. I haven't gotten all the members done yet. We're going to get the first three members done today. That will be happening after the closing credits, so stick around for that. So it is time to get the show on the road. Allison and Brian are bristling to come on and start talking about this very, very <laughs> this curiosity of a slasher movie. And I want to thank Jelly Belly Kelly. A, for buying tickets to see George Takai's Allegiance in the theater and thereby getting to take over the show for an episode. I want to thank her for picking this movie. I want to actually read what she said. She said, hi, Patrick. I would love for you to talk about the 1988 slasher Hide and Go Shriek because of its gay slash trans content. 
I know it's controversial and gets a lot of people mad, but I'd love to hear your opinion on it. And you're about to. So without any further ado, it is time to slip on a pair of jam shorts, put your hair in an oversized banana clip, pack some warm beer in moving boxes, break into your dad's furniture store, and get ready for the show, because we're about to play the trailer for Hide and Go Shriek! It was their graduation party. A night for friends. Well, here's to eight fabulous friends who got through high school and are going to do great things! You are going to love making love. You'll never want to stop. A night for love. A night for games. Let's play hide and go seek. Someone else is playing a game with their lives. into a furniture store in the middle of the night for an evening full of drinking and eating and boning and railing. Well, there are just two people that I want there by my side. Not because they're sexy, but because we will be laughing a whole lot. Well, they are sexy, but you know, never mind. That's really not the point. You know what? Forget it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody's favorite pod faders, Allison Nowacki and Brian Polk. What's going on, Patrick? Well, this is the third time we've recorded this intro. That's what's going on. <laughs> Don't let people see how the sausage is made. Oh, Just as fresh I'm, as the first time. <laughs> I, I'm all about letting them see the strings. <laughs> I'm just going to let that dangle like the strings. Pull the strings. Pull the strings. That's hanging out of my slanty vagina, which is a conversation <laughs> that you guys will have no idea what we're talking about because that happened on some of the two previous calls that have been interrupted by my cat, who's especially insane tonight. So how are you guys doing? Uh, we're fine, actually. We're pretty good. Doing good. We just got back from a trip in Denver. So Yes, at the oh. Donut Brewery Tour in Denver. Yeah, is that, where, is that where you were where all the donuts were crucified to the wall like in some weird Italian torture movie? Yeah, that was actually uh, their wedding cake at the wedding. Donut hostel. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, that's where we... And they also were throwing up fresh donuts on the side there, too. I don't know how I feel about yeah. it, just like eating a wall donut. I don't know. I guess, it, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't judge you. I do, but I don't. But then again, it's Denver, so everybody's high, so I judge no one. I licked everyone I could. <laughs> I just wanted Oh, the donuts. Yeah, well... Or the wedding guests. <laughs> she started with Keep the Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Hi, I'm Allison. 
<laughs> no, lick first, introduce later. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Speaking God. of licking and tasting things, you know, it's been a while since we've been podcasting, Patrick. You never let it go that we're pod faders, but some things... You're my never... favorite pod faders. We're totally pod faders. I own up to it. But one thing cannot change. Every time we podcast, it's beer clock. Oh, that was oh. terrible. Yeah, you did, you did oh, man. You guys, I wish you would tell me because I, I totally didn't get the message. Oh. Oh. There, Brian, there get one. Got it. I'm <laughs> clanking myself here. Clank, clank, clank. Because <laughs> I'm going to need it to get through this movie. Oh, I know. This oh, movie. Jesus, I, I didn't know how I got through watching it without drinking. <laughs> okay, yeah, we watched now it, play we nice because this, this is a listener request. Really? Yes, it is. It is. It is. It is a request from Jelly Belly Kelly. What up, Jelly Belly Kelly? Is that a great name or what? Excellent. Pretty cool. Uh huh. I like alliteration. (laughs) Yeah, and she sent. uh, She had bought tickets to see George Takai's Allegiance when it was uh, doing that weird broadcast thing, and I said it. I said everybody who buys tickets and sends me their receipts get to take over the show for the day because that show had an important message that is very relevant for our time. But they all know that already because it's already happened. I'm just informing you because I know you don't listen as often as you should. God damn you both. But that's not the point right now because she wrote in and she said, Hi, Patrick. I would love for you to cover the movie Hide and Go Shriek from 1988. It's really not a good movie, but I'd like to see how you handle the gay and trans angle of it. I'd love to hear what you say. And plus, if you have that girl Allison on, it's chock full of boobs for her. <laughs> <laughs> that that was true. I, I do appreciate that, Jelly Belly Kelly. Thanks for looking out for my boob count. And Thank believe you. me, as, 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 as off as this movie is, as problematic as this movie is, it was still more fun than the movie that you were, I had initially asked you to watch. <laughs> The uninvited from two episodes ago that wound up being Kristen and Dan because I forgot and I promised it then to, <laughs> to them first because that was boring, made no sense, and had no tits at all. Oh. Oh yeah, Allison would have been furious. I would have been livid. But it had a cat. I know. I saw that the movie picture. I was like, wait. No boobs at all. <laughs> wow, wow. No boobs allowed. No boobs allowed. <laughs> exactly. Yes, Thank you. That's exactly what I was doing. You totally got, you totally got my Snoopy Come Home reference. No Yay! Boobs allowed. Stay no, off your breasts. No, bur- no boobs allowed. Or schlongs. <laughs> there was nothing. There was nothing. There was no boobs, no butts, no schlongs. Nothing. Anyway, we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about this movie. So, you guys know the drill. Please decide amongst yourselves how you're going to do this, but you have 30 seconds to give me the basic plot of Hide and Go Shriek. Oh, Allison, this is all you. Um, Teens decide to take over a furniture store for some partying of varying degrees and end up getting um, chased by a murderer. It's like Career Opportunities meets Friday the 13th. Nice. It's like, it's like murdering mannequin almost. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, that's it. There were seconds. a lot of mannequins in it. There were a lot of mannequins in it, but we will get to that. Okay, so yeah, that pretty much sums everything up. It is your standard <laughs> slasher with, set in the unusual space bought of a furniture store although to be perfectly honest there's at least three other movies 
from this time period that take place in a furniture store, teens breaking in in the night to have sex. I don't get it. Wow. That aren't mannequins. In a furniture store? <laughs> in a furniture store. Chopping Mall did it. This movie called The Initiation did it. And there's another one. Oh, wow. I mean, Chopping I Mall, I, I, remember, I used to work in a video store for about two years. Oh, and people yeah. were always breaking and having sex in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, no. Well, I mean, yeah. But, like, I remember the horror section and, like, Chopping Mall being there. Uh, the name of this movie sounded familiar. Yeah. But I'm not sure if we had it there. Okay. Because this was... A very cheap movie, it looked like. Yeah. See, you guys are making fun of the furniture store aspect. I think it's genius, because if you're going to go bone, what has more beds than a furniture store? I get it, but it's beds that people have been pawing all over all day and rolling in, and maybe it's got a mattress, maybe it don't. I don't know. It just seems Well, not if you're that me. one kid. He kept yelling at everybody not to touch anything. Oh, so, shit. I mean... All right. Yeah, see, I'd forgotten. I have these new shitty headphones, and I forgot like the mute button is super sensitive on it. Like I looked oh, at no. it. Funny. <sighs> I kind of kind of looked at it. And this is the it. most professional show I have ever recorded. Uh, <laughs> 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 we are the perfect guests because I, for what six years, we did the most professional podcast ever. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Our show was tight. It was. <laughs> well, uh-huh. Okay. So, all right. Enough about you. Let's finally get into this movie. Although, <laughs> I just want to have to say, when I was watching, the, the thing is, one person rose to stardom out of this. Wait, what? Who? One person in the cast rose to stardom. I'll give you a hint. It's not Bunky Jones. <laughs> We wrote down his name when we signed the credits. Like, Bunky Jones? We're going to come back to Bunky Jones, believe me. But Who was it? Um, I actually don't have his actual name. It was a guy who played John, whose dad owned the store. Oh, oh rich boy. He's been on the bold and the beautiful for a thousand years. Oh, wow. He went from soap to soap to soap and was on all of them for like five, six, seven years at a time. He was very handsome. He was the worst of them all, though. He was like, he couldn't even he do was. dead well. He was like vanilla, like, if vanilla could be more vanilla, like, that's bad. <laughs> but he was like, he was vanilla, but anal. So he was anal vanilla, which sounds like a movie title on its own. Anal vanilla. We don't want anal chocolate. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so tired. Yeah. It's a million o'clock right now, just so everybody knows. <laughs> Because I accommodated California time and Allison's work schedule, and now Daddy's delirious, so everybody buckle in. It's going to be a long trip. So we start off this movie with the longest zoom shot into a warehouse uh-huh. I've ever seen. That okay. was uh, – that was uh-huh. And my comment it, on it was, everything is orange. <laughs> was this L.A.? Was this supposed to be L.A.? Guess so. You know, it definitely was L.A., by the time it got going, but I did not know at first. Mm-hmm. Like with this slow I, I just went by the, the city. I went by the smog. Yeah. <laughs> I, I when we got to uh, the, we start meeting the kids and you see palm trees everywhere. I was like, oh, I this is supposed to be L.A. This oh, yeah. is supposed to be the kids. LA. They look like they're thirty. This must be L.A. Look yeah. <laughs> yes. But I had I had high hopes for this movie. I mean, it starts off with like a hooker bang murder. And I was like, okay, this is okay. Yeah. What is going on here? Yeah, right? the, the opening is actually eyebrow raising. Good. Yeah, yeah because you know, you're, you pan, you're panning through some like 
skanky apartment and you see a figure of a man standing at a mirror in a suit and the closer you get you realize oh he's in a suit but he's also putting on a full face of makeup you're not seeing the face but it's all like you know business suit and Maybelline it's like okay what's happening now what what and he puts on his cool jaunty hat I loved the hat that was was awesome Uh uh-huh his little signature hat and I love this because he's driving I guess down Hollywood Boulevard a thumb like sex worker Boulevard, whatever. And I wrote down. It's Santa Monica. It's Santa Monica near Highland. I I don't know. I don't know. For all the LA locals out there, shout out to Santa Monica and Highland. So, which corner do you guys work? (laughs) Oh, we work in. We work in Sherman Oaks. We work on down Ventura and uh, Ben Nice. That's why I don't take Highland anymore. Well, I'm not allowed back there. Okay. So <laughs> is that is that a demo, is that a promotion, demotion, or a lateral move? You know what? I don't want to know about lateral moves and hookers. Okay, well, but when it, you move from the city to the valley, it's always a, it's always a demotion. <laughs> okay, but I wrote down. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit about your LA jokes. I didn't get it, so I'm just moving on. <laughs> I just heard about somebody moving down to the valley while I'm talking about hookers, and I'm now I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> But he kills, he kills, he's banging this hooker, and then he stabs her. And I was like, oh, okay, is this what this movie's going to be? Cause and I, just, I just would, leaves the hooker to bleed out. Yeah. Like, I was like, whoa. I'm like, is this kind of like a Jack the Ripper kind of thing? Uh-huh. Like, okay, I'm in. Like, so yeah. I, I'm giving this movie an in at this point. So when we cut to the 30-year-olds talking about going to college with their fake tans, it's a real tone uh-huh. shift. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. But I just want to roll back a bit because he's driving down, you know, Hooker Avenue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Santa Monica. And you see the hookers, like, walking up to the car and then, like, jumping back when they see him. And I'm like, man, it is bad when you are scaring the sex workers. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and I was, I said, okay. So first of all, like we, we got a tone going on here. We have a man wearing women's makeup, and then we get to see some male prostitutes among the hookers coming up to the car and being like, oh fuck, no, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, <laughs> no, he's wearing more makeup than us. What? And then when he finally finds a hooker to take him, and uh, what, or, or what? She gives him what we called in my murder mystery show. A back alley leaner. Yeah, I can see why it would be called that. Is that uh-huh. a handy? No, no you, take, you don't even, you know, it's like, you're not laying down anywhere. We're going to go in a back alley. I'm doing you against the wall. 30 seconds uh, in, out, done. Except this gotcha. is 30 seconds in, out, dead. Dead. Ooh. And you still don't get paid. Ooh, Patrick, write that horror movie, in, out, dead. <laughs> yes! Yes! I would watch that. Because uh-huh. I was in. I was in in this movie. I'm going to be in. I'm going to buy a ticket to In Out Dead. Oh, yeah. Pre-order. Fandango. Kickstarter it. Kickstarter it. Fandango Kickstarter. Sure thing. <laughs> in Out Dead. A Patrick Walsh film. In Out Dead gone. Yes, okay. In Out Dead gone. But, but the we, thing is, we, we don't meet all the teenagers at first because we get oh. to meet two guys with David and John who are working out, getting pumped up for the big night. They're pumping iron. 
they're in their little garage gym as dudes do because we're dude bros guys we're, uh-huh we're and they're just a totally bunch dude of dudes bro. doing dude things with weights yep. getting sweaty together like men Eating do bananas yeah, but the thing, because at this point, my gaydar is going, whoop, whoop, whoop. And of course, of course, <laughs> my uh, Jelly Belly Kelly had already tipped me off that there was gay content in this. So I don't know how it's working. And, and I'm going, okay, so it's like, gonna, is this going to be like the Slumber Party Massacre? And there's all this like gay subtext in it? No, just pretty much this scene. Like, it involves the killer and this scene, because this scene is super gay. Yes. At because, one point, I'll let, I'll let you say like, what happens, but when you, so when we watch the movies, like, usually, like, Patrick and Brian kind of text each other throughout it, and at one point you had texted us that, and I go, that's our notes, too. So I'll let you say, like, what we both thought this scene was set up. Well, what happened was they're working out, and he's like, yeah, we're getting ready for tonight. we got to be ready for the girls, get all the energy pumping, but not too much energy. We don't want to spend the energy here so we can spend it on the girls. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to the showers. Come on. <laughs> no, not the, not the showers. I'm sorry. The shower. Yeah, <laughs> Come on to the shower. Come take a shower. Come on to the shower. Wait, what? And we're like, wait, together? Wait. To- that's what I'm like, together? Together? And then, he, like, and then he takes a banana and he shoves it down his throat. I'm like, well, there you bro, go. Yeah. Like, how progressive is this movie going to be? I know. Like, man. Like, all right. No. 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 So remember remember the movie we watched last time we podcasted? And they did that same, <laughs> I to block it they did that same kind of like thing where you don't meet all the people together, and it's all about yeah. meeting in them in, like, cars. Like, That's what? true. First time we meet. Oh, God. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I had to remember which one it was. It was fa- uh, 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 Evil Laugh, right? Evil yeah. Laugh. And it was all about, like, you get introduced to them in cars, in cars. going someplace. Yeah. And this is when, when this stuff starts happening, I start going, oh, no, Patrick. Oh, no. Just, there's a common theme here. There's yeah, a common theme. We meet uh, Nerd Boy and Punker there in a... Uh, Truck together. Because evidently getting a haircut means a lot to these people. Oh yeah. my god! The max hair- about fifteen minutes about him getting his haircut. Yeah, I know. He shows up looking like on point in the eighties. He looks like Perfect Tommy from Buckaroo Banzai. I was going to say he's Max Headroom, but with a body. I, I was just going to call it Max. I, I, I see there's not enough Buckaroo Bonsai fans in this podcast. I, I am okay. a Buckaroo Bonsai no, fan, no. but this is what popped into my head first. Shoot me in the face, uh, Brian. Why don't you just take me out? You look like, why don't we just go to the like shower, you. Brian? Come out of the shower. Why don't we work it on the shower? All right, let's eat my banana first. No, bring the banana. <laughs> bring the banana. New catchphrase. Bring the banana. Ride the banana. That's, that's the tagline for In Out Dead. In Out Dead, bring the banana. <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently that's what these kids do. They all shower together. <laughs> they all shower together. Yeah, 
The eighties was a much innocent decade. And she she's like got a towel on, but then she puts this like shirt on. But when she like lifts her, the shirt is so short. When she lifts her arms, you can see her under boob. And, and I went, it's not a very practical. No, it is not a very practical shirt. And okay, this scene is fascinating for many reasons. Like the thing is. I kind of liked it because I said I like the vibe between these girls. I'm buying you guys as friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oddly enough. Yeah. Much more than the boys. You bought that the girls yeah. are all friends. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this one is uh, – oh, gosh. Now I don't have the characters' names in front of me. But that one we're talking about is the inimitable Bunky Jones. Oh, Bonnie? What's your name, Bonnie? Big, big Bonnie? Yeah, Did yeah, the one, the one with the because uh, I wrote the same thing, tank top, crop top, underboobs. <laughs> <laughs> we called her underboobs forever because I don't think you learn her name until an hour and when like half cast is dead. But here's the thing about this scene: I do buy them all as friends, but you get a lot of information in this scene, and it's kind of thrown away. Like they're all throwaway. Like you get the fact that one of them is getting married. Maybe Bonnie, they're Bonnie, yeah, underboob is getting married. Bonnie is getting married to red shirt. No, no Bonnie's shirt. getting married to the stuffed shirt. Blue shirt. She's getting oh, married rich to, boy. to rich boy. Yeah, yeah the boring <laughs> one who owns the furniture store. Also, yeah. yes. But then yeah. you also find out that slight nerdy girl is a virgin, and she plans on having sex for the first time at red furniture shirt. with red shirt. And can I just say, when, when we found out that nerdy girl was dating red shirt, I was disappointed because there's that nerdy guy wearing the Hawaiian shirt that she is they are made to be together. No, nerdy boy has to go with super nerdy. And she's not even all that nerdy. No, she wasn't even nerdy. But she, they, they are laughed as if they are the nerds of the cast. But no, that girl I was not nerd. Yeah, the, uh, that girl was not the nerd at all. She was like a cheerleader. She yeah. was second to... Ooh. No, look at that haircut. She was the nerd. No, because... No, no because the other like, one was the nerd. The other yeah, one I, in the fucking overalls, that was the nerd girl, even though she yeah. was having sex. This was just your standard virgin character, and I actually liked this girl. Theatrics with me on this one. I thought that the girl, I thought that the girl that was wearing the too big button-down shirt was... The virgin girl is the virgin girl is not the nerdy girl. I it's, think the only reason they had her in that gigantic, oversized, ill-fitting shirt was to hide the fact that she had an amazing rack. So when it comes out later, it's a shock. <laughs> Can I just say, tits in this movie? Ah, oh, wonderful. There was not a scary fit in the bit. <laughs> it was raining tits. It was just raining tits and and butts. Mm-hmm. Could have done. I mean, you feel. And side penis. Do, Very yes. quick side penis. Side, I was I was amazed that there are side Yes. Side schlong. I mean, there's something for everyone. There really is. There really, there really is. All I needed was a musical number and a montage, and it would have had everything. But anyway. I was pleased. Here's the thing that amazed me about this group of kids. When you see them all gathered by the car. Yes. I went, okay. So they're 25, 25, 25. Yes. 25, 25, 12. Yes! Nerdy <laughs> that guy in the Hawaiian shirt was like 12 yep. years old. He was. He didn't fit in at all. At all. And I love... Can I just say this movie? Like, it goes between being like... It's a roller coaster because it piques your interest at certain points where you're like, oh, you're going to go this way? I'm down with that. But then there's also like the scene where they're all like, we just graduated. What are you doing with your life? I'm going to go and work in the dead stuff. Nobody I'm gonna cares. Go, I'm going to go be an accountant. Let's all walk like in a 
action out of here. Like, <laughs> where they're like, walk this way, and they all like kind of walk weird together. No, they just walk this crazy. way, and then they play a fake version of walk this way. Okay. It sounds a lot yeah. like it, but it's not it. As a huge, like, as, it's to, like, to me, it's like that seems like that was almost like a cast joke. They like that song, and they just no. like put it in there. Like, yeah. like, like, screw it. So they, the music people was like, well, they made the reference. So that's, we gotta get a sound like, cause we can't afford the actual song. This was oh, not. Oh, we could just cut the one line. <laughs> <laughs> It made no sense. We all it know was. they're going somewhere. But the other, the other thing I want to go back to. Okay, so first of all, like, oh, okay, so we have, we have, like, all the girls in the bedroom, and you get the girl who's getting married, who's Bunny, who's also Bunky Jones, not to be confused with Bunky Jones with an I, which is also her, or Rebunka Jones. <laughs> Which is also her in a different movie. She's got like nine different names, all of them involving Bunk somewhere. I don't know. She's got a theme. She's sticking with it. But they're all talking about sex and blah, blah, because this is the whole what the night is about is sex. And maybe this girl's going to have sex for the first time. And maybe this other kind of nerdy girl is going to be banging the guy that she's been looking at banging for a while, even though she is not a virgin. And Kim, our gorgeous blonde, has the line, oh, she's like, you're going to love making love. You'll never want to stop. You're never going to want to stop doing it. Did you just say That's making love? Did you just say making love in a teen slasher movie? Yep. <laughs> and that's the that first of about fifty-five action. times that they call this act making love, which is very weird, because all of a sudden these eighteen-year-olds seem like fifty-year-olds. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna tell a story. Story time, Allison. Gather around. <laughs> Do you know what? So making love, yeah, that's totally weird. But you know, like back in the day. Okay, so I was a dick back in the day. And this one dude I was, like, with, like, talking kind of like that, I literally was like, this is over. <laughs> this is done. He was like, my dad, and like, you're done. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you start talking about your dad. That's, not, that's not where this, that's not this relationship. Can you put your pants on and can you get the fuck out? <laughs> like, I don't know. But no one says that. And if you do, making love. If you do, it's it's weird. It's weird. Did you, yeah, just yeah, I'm I'm 15. What are you talking about? <laughs> Go away. Go away. And the thing that was like okay, when it was weird to have this whole marriage thing introduced because that set this character up as a totally different character than she wound up being. Exactly. I, I'm getting I, married. Seem so like, oh well, she's gonna be the prudish one who puts the poop, and then she puts that crop top on, and then when she gets her whole ensemble on, I'm like, holy shit, she looks like '80s homeless crackhead Helena Bottom Carter. What the fuck is going on with this outfit? Do you know what it reminds me? Was there a wardrobe department? Did anybody check this? Because she also has like 85 tons of this insane hair. <laughs> it seemed to get bigger as it the did. Movie it got well, that's because she had a banana clip, like just she had a banana clip just shoved in at the top, not like artfully placed, just shoved in. But when shit gets real later on, the banana clip comes out, and then she gets to do some hair acting, which is amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you know what this reminded me of? Just right now. That time I almost had you in the X-ray <laughs> room. <laughs> Close. Remember an evil laugh where it was like where I was had you in the first room, yeah, the X room, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, it's the X room. Do you remember that the, the like, part of the story was like they were getting married and yeah. they were going to inherit that weird house? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
And I was like, are they getting married? Are they not? What the hell is going on? Seriously, I was having like PTSD flashbacks during this movie. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. I'm helping you. I'm yeah. helping you, don't worry. So before we go, you know, like I said, everybody then gathers at the car and they talk about their dreams and their hopes that I guess it's supposed to be tragic. When they Is wind it? up dead, you'd be like, oh no, he wanted to be an ice cream man. Oh no, whatever. Well, one of them has a job at McDonald's and Radio Show. Yeah, that's perfect that's, timing. That's uh, punk rock, yeah. That's haircut. The man. most two, yeah, yeah. The, the two 80s jobs of all time have simultaneously McDonald's and Radio Shack. Wait, do they need to be sponsored by McDonald's to say McDonald's? And do they need to be sponsored by Radio Shack to say Radio Shack? You can say that. You you would assume that, you would have to assume that anybody from McDonald's or Radio Shack would wind up seeing this movie. (laughs) Is it like Evil Laugh where they were wearing like Nikes? (gasps) Callback. Guys, I finished this beer and I haven't eaten since like a lot of I'm rip roaring. Okay, good. Well, I'm just going to keep chugging that because I got another backup one, so I'll be, I'll be matching it shot for shot. But the one thing I just wanted to say was that David was talking to John. That's Red Shirt was talking to Furniture Guys, yes. Furniture okay. Store Guy. And he's just like, well, you know, John. Oh, because he wanted to get a job at the furniture store as a manager. And he's like, yeah. well, John, come on, John. Hire me, you'll make a million we're, dollars. He said, we're out of high school now. I said, yeah, for eight years. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and then we're off Then we're off to spend the, the night. The Chinese fire drill. Yeah, then, don't forget about that's the racist. Chinese fire drill. That's racist. It is. But the Asian fire I, drill? I, 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 these usually took place, well... A stoplight, because the whole idea is to beat the stoplight from coming back on, and you have everybody back in the car. It's not the same if you do it at a stop sign, which they obviously did, because there was that paint on the road that said stop with the line. They weren't even trying. That's what I'm saying. Where did I lose you, Patrick? I Well, I, I, you, just, you just ruined the whole thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> you mean they lied? They lied to you, Patrick. They broke the rules? Well, shit, if they break the rules of a Chinese fire drill, then what what integrity does this film have? <laughs> One hint, Patrick. Zero. Oh, okay. Okay. But you're going to have to do one like an hour later. That's how it works. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> no. That's racist. <laughs> is not. Number how can two. it be racist when it's about food? Yeah. You can't be racist towards food, can you? Great. We're breaking new. We're breaking new taboos here. Why do I suck at opening bottles of beer? You are just chewing up that bottle. Of <laughs> I shouldn't be allowed to touch things. <laughs> Brian uh, just got oh, we just got beer all, all over the notes, so uh, you're gonna have to. Uh, Carry it from here because uh, yeah, it, it has blurred everything down to uh, hidden champ. Okay, so we finally get so we finally get to the furniture store, right? What's and it called? But like, well, what's the name of the furniture store? No, I did not write that down. It's fine. Well, it's fine furniture. Oh, it's fine. I remember that. Fine it's furniture. fine furniture. How's your furniture? Fine. Fine. <laughs> And apparently well, everything there, according to John, he's like, don't touch anything. It's worth a fortune. I'm looking at this furniture going, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I have not seen a plastic headboard in a long time, but that's one. 
The only reason this furniture store is open is because IKEA hasn't come to America yet. Yes. What I like about this scene, though, when I call it the furniture store, is they establish the creepy guy with the, the snake dock tattoo. worker, yeah. With the snake tattoo. Cobra tattoo. So you see his hand before he does, and he's got this crazy snake tattoo on his hand. And he's just, like, loading boxes, doing what dock work, you know, like what warehouse people do. And you instantly look at this guy, and you just go, that's your hero. Oh, yeah. You know it instantly. You're like, uh, that's going to be your hero. Then you have the owner of the yes. store talking be- to a worker how everybody hates him except for the owner. And the owner's He's like, been in prison. But he paid his debt to society, and he, now he lives right. there. And now he lives there because I don't know what happened to his house. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But and he makes hot ham on a hot Because <laughs> normally in a movie like this, you'd be like, oh, still. he must be the murderer. Except we've seen – we haven't seen the murderer's face, but we've seen yeah. enough of him to know that that's not him. There's, that there's no oh. snake tattoo. And also there is a scene where the murderer is murdering and scampering around the kids, and it cuts to the creepy dock worker eating a chicken leg watching TV. <laughs> so we know he's back in his little hiding yeah, which is weird. Which kids. is weird because we saw him cook ham and asparagus. <laughs> yeah. So why would you so, need chicken? Did he steal that from the kids? No, because yeah. he didn't know the kids were there when they when they showed when he runs into the later. He's like, "Hey, what are you kids doing here?" It wasn't like. But what? they have like buckets of chicken. I know there. that. It was just random chicken. I, I think Crash Services got fucked up. <laughs> but no, really, I'm just like, why? At that moment, they ruined the suspense yes. of the creepy dock worker yes. being the killer because it was such it was a nonsense it was the scene because they're like oh fuck we better remind people that the creepy dock worker is a character and they basically I think fucked up the mystery of who yes. the killer was by yes. doing that yes I to be fair to that. be fair at least you had to figure out what the tie like well, that yeah, you're like, oh, well, that's mystery. the reason why he's in the movie. Okay, he's not just a red herring; he's the inciting yeah. incident, as a matter of fact. But yeah. we're not there yet. No, yeah, that's that's quite a ways down this little. <laughs> Can I tell? Okay, I had to tell you a story. It's story time with Patrick. I don't know if this was a national chain or not, but there was a chain of furniture stores in the tri-state area that went out of business in the '90s. Called Siemens. No, they are. They were in the Midwest. Oh, they were. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I said if you're going to have an overnight bone and rail party, <laughs> it should be in a Siemens. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to get? Do you want to fuck in the fine furniture? Or do you want to fuck in the Siemens? Well, at least there you know. At least, at least there you know. You expect everything to be covered in bodily fluids. At fine furniture, <laughs> I would not expect that. If I got my bed home and been like, "Ew, this has got dead teen sludge on it," that's not right. Uh, eh, that's fine. That's uh, fine. It's definitely better than railing in the dark. That's in the Midwest. Darwin, oh, you remember Darwin? No, Darwin, I think, was up Chicago was area. Was up Chicago? Yeah. In Chicago, there's a Darwin. Darwin. Where, 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 we, where should we go bone? Darwin's. Darwin just sounds like, it sounds like a character from a bad 80s movie, like a bad rom-com. Like, that's like the nerd yeah. guy. Oh, shit, here comes Darwin. 
star. Or the best friend, like Ducky. Oh, there's Darwin! Yeah. Like the best friend. We, we, uh, the local one that we had that advertised a lot was called Cohen's. And it was actually not in Puget. It was a way out of town in Kewanee, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And literally, that's the only way people in my town know. Oh, Kewanee? That's where Cohen's is at. Which furniture store always gave you a free onion? It was not a furniture store. What? That was a... That was a direct factory outlet. And oh, in fact, sorry. the name of the place was Direct Factory Outlet. But you always got a free onion. Yeah, it was. But they a, also sold furniture. Wait, yeah, hold on, wait. Wait, you go to buy furniture okay. and they give you an onion? Yeah. It was at the end of every single one of their commercials ended with the guy giving the address and somebody throwing him an uh, onion from off camera, which he'd catch. And he'd be like, come on down to Direct Factory Outlet, 12921 Avenue, Bloomington. Well, you always get a free onion. <laughs> And I was like, they're thing. Yep. That's fucked up. <laughs> and the thing was, like, they uh, were in Bloomington Normal, and there's the Fox station was in Bloomington Normal, and, like, all the stations in Peoria. But they bought with the Fox station constantly, not so much the other affiliates. And that was, the Fox had the cartoons in the afternoon, so literally an entire generation of Peorians grew up with, 1209 Tawanda Avenue, where you always get a free onion, like, burned into our heads. Mm-hmm. Which one is the other, I, the other I, day I, Okay, okay, I can't, okay, I, this, you have derailed, free onion. you have derailed everything. Okay, well, at least in fine furniture, they no could have given onion. that free asparagus. <laughs> because, okay, the kids are settling in for their crazy nights, they sneak in. There's lots of bullshit with we have to ditch John's dad. We have to get around that. We have to sneak in all this stuff. Who cares? Boring, boring, boring. This is ten minutes of the movie that could have been cut. But so we're all going to eat together. We're not there yet. Oh, shit. I thought this was really talking no, about eating first, together. First, they got to go play hide-and-go-seek. I'm sorry. I thought we're this was so, really Simmer down, girl. Simmer down. Just put the, beer, put the beer to your mouth and just drink it for a while so that you just get really drunk and you shut up for a minute. No, just kidding. I love you. Uh, so you can do it. Patrick's like, this is the last time I have them on. Oh, fuck no. Fuck no. (laughs) Fuck no. No, no. I'm yelling into the microphone. Okay. So, no, okay. Hey, listeners. Hey, listeners. You should suggest us all the time. (laughs) This is the quality you get. Send me more teats. Send her more teeties. (laughs) Give me the titties. I I wish her note had said, I wish that Kelly's note had said, and if you have that girl Allison on, Tell them that there's chock full of titties, and none of them are saying "wah." <laughs> none of them are tits of tragedy. Anyway, are we talking about that movie that's like a million years ago? No, we're talking about this movie now. The kids are like getting settled in, and they're playing hide and go seek. Somebody gets the bright idea to play hide and go seek, which they play for like three hours. But in the meantime, you see this creepy dock worker guy because he lives there in his little hidey hole, just you know. Getting sitting down in front of the TV, cracking a beer or whatever, and he fires up the hot pot and he just throws on asparagus. <laughs> I know. Like, what? You can and afford I'm, asparagus? No, and I was thinking, well, I guess if he's the killer, they'll know he's coming because they can smell his pee. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually he adds like he adds like a cut of like Oscar Mayer's square ham, and I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Uh, at, around this point, when they suggest when uh, Kim, aka kind of slutty, uh, suggests I go seek Allison's, like, 
the name of this movie should be Ooh, because it was about the time one of the characters said that. In some form or another, like creepily or Sex for the first time, or like whatever. Ooh. Yeah, everybody kept going. Ooh. It's like they were getting killed and going like. Ooh. <laughs> I was just like, this movie needs. I to have go. to go poop. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, and, yeah, but yes, go, oh, go on. No, oh, I was gonna say right around the time of them starting to play hide and go seek is when we finally Allison's favorite. Today. Okay, we gotta back up first though, because really oh, before shit. they play hide and seek, they tour the facility for 150 years because it's big. Yes. It's three floors. Because right. there's three floors. Jeez Louise. Uh huh. With but the what, elevator. What makes this furniture store different than other furniture stores? What little decorative element do they have? Mannequins. 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 Which are creepy as fuck anyway. And John's dad apparently was like, hey, my dad is a great idea because it makes the room look more lived in. I'm looking at these rooms going, no. 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 Because they're fashion mannequins. They're not like they're, – they're wearing inappropriate yeah. clothes for whatever room they're in and not posed properly. They come into one room and there's this mannequin laying on top of the bed. Isn't it a nightgown? No, it's in like this floor length red coat. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just thinking, Oh honey, oh honey, I want the bed that has the il- <laughs> has the, the over has the overdressed lady corpse in it. Like give me by that my bed. I you know, I wasn't as shocked that a California furniture store would have mannequins in it because the car dealerships in California have mannequins standing like waving around. out to you at the freeway. It's really, really? weird. They're like standing next to the car. So I wasn't shocked at that. What I was shocked at That's is fucked that up. It yeah, is. It's creepy as hell. It is. But I was shocked at is that I was expecting one of these like mannequins like end up being alive for which never happens no, in the movie. not once. I was expecting them to, like, back up and hit a mannequin. They're like, oh, it's just a mannequin. And then it's the killer. Actually, nope. uh-uh. it did, but not the way Did you I think. miss it? You did, because I've watched the movie twice now. <laughs> I missed that totally. Well, I had to review it first, you know, just to make, you know, for, for content, to make sure how, if it was a good fit for the show. So I can go back to Kelly and say, no, this isn't good. Get me and enough titties for Allison. Yep. No, it had ample tits. Um, <laughs> but there is a shot later on, which we'll get to eventually. Okay. The show's going to be nine hours long, and I, I at this point, yeah. I totally missed this. Yeah, I must have missed it too. You would miss it because it's so. Well, the thing is, is this a, that shot where a, they linger on a mannequin for just like a little too long? A group of them. Okay. It's okay. a group of them, and then you realize, like, the, the, the focus changes slightly, and you see one of them has the hat. Oh. But he never moves. Yeah. All right. It's just he was there watching them but the whole I wanted, time. I wanted them to, like, have the killer, like, have mannequin arms. Okay, not everything could be the clown <laughs> hall from Slashers, okay? <laughs> the clown hall. Fuck. <laughs> that is still... I still have that movie because, like, you had to send it to us. We couldn't, like, YouTube it. Uh-huh. I still watch that movie sometimes. <laughs> Slashers, it's I fucking watch that. It's a fuck movie. It's a 
Super cool. Super cool. Super fun. I wanted a moment where like the mannequin arms like wrap around, like they're backing up, they're back into a mannequin. Mannequin arms wrap around the person. They go, oh, it's just mannequin arms because they're dumb and it's the 80s. But it's the killer. That's what I wanted to have. They're very flexible mannequin arms with very soft flesh on them. It's not okay. Yes. Then worry about. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's just the mannequin. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, so eventually somebody, uh, Kim gets the bright eye, Kim the blonde, <laughs> who, by the way, you see her making out with boyfriend haircut guy when they first get there, and they give a close-up of her hands running up his butt, and she's got the really long fingernails with that white pearlescent nail Gross. polish that was like so gross <laughs> So gross. Aside Brian from, used to have that. I was like, get rid of it. Yeah. Aside I'm from kidding. aside from that, she looked super cute. Yeah, I thought yeah, so. She was alright. I thought so. No, I just meant her outfit was cute. It, it like worked in the period. It worked for the age that she was supposed to be in. Unlike homeless Helena Bottom Carter, which is like, what? What happened with you? What? <laughs> See, I didn't have a problem with homeless Helena Bottom Carter. That's because her tits are gonna fall out at any second. That's why you didn't have a problem with her. I was waiting. I was there waiting. You were just like, show me your tits, Rabanco. <laughs> uh, After St. Rabanca of Arimathea. Whatever. I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then they finally get the idea, and we play hide-and-seek forever. And you're like, okay, people are going to get killed. No. People are going to have sex? Not really. No. Except- well, no, there was some kind of trying to get it on, because suddenly... No, uh, good, no, John and Rabanca get <laughs> They no, they tried three different times. Yeah. No, they, they did get, get it on because he only takes ten seconds, as we've already established. In and out, gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but here's the thing: like they kept getting. Here's the thing: they kept getting cocked blocked like three different times. Yeah. But they only act like they acted like this happens every day. Like it was just like a normal occurrence, as if someone was like, "Hey, can you pass me the butter?" If someone like. I've had someone walk in on me. It is, like, not even, like, full on. Just, like, halfway there. Not. It is the most awkward thing. Dear is, Carol, <laughs> please tell me about the Carol. time you walked in on us. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Survivor Carol. <laughs> okay, just checking. But. <laughs> but then again, were you doing it in a furniture store where people could walk in on you at any time anyway? You're over here. It's the whole, like, privacy is a flawed I concept. Wish. That's my This kink. whole evening. I, I thought your kink was x ray rooms. My kink, okay. I have a thing. <laughs> of public places. Of right. public places, I guess, evidently. <laughs> but no, so, uh, under boobs, Helena, Helena Bonham Carter. She Helena Boobham Carter. <laughs> On the boobs, Carter. Next up to the stage. On the boobs, Carter. Come on, boys. Get those dollars out. So, her and Rich Boy. I'm snorting. Okay. <laughs> her, her and Rich Boy go to get what? it on. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If, if Helena under boobs, <laughs> Carter was a stripper, what song would she dance to? Sopranos theme song. Oh, no. It's the oh, 80s. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, girls, girls, girls is too obvious. Um, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that Herbie Hancock song. <laughs> what? Which one? Sing it for me. I don't remember. Rocket. Yeah, rocket. All right. 
Yeah, that, that's a good one. I'll, I'll give you that one. Uh, what, what, what is this early eighties or late eighties? Or or teenage enemy nurses in bondage. Oh, I don't know that teenage one. Teenage enemy nurses in bondage. Teenage enemy. Wait, is that a Cramps song? No, it's not. I don't know who sang it. Oh, because the Cramps did uh, "Bikini Girls in with Machine Guns." Which Bikini is Girls with Machine Guns are not. Teenage Nurses in Bondage. They're two completely different fields of occupation. Completely different fields of study. Completely different. Oh, it was, it was, it it shares, it shares a similarity, Patrick. What? Mm -hmm. Were you just saying, uh, you're just musifying this uh, crazy statement about girls doing uh, weird things. I mean, tank. I'm sorry. Is there something weird about being an enema nurse? I'm sorry. It is a it is a thing that's necessary, especially since you live in California, which is like the home. Got pink cheeks. Get your uh, enema. Yeah, no, you, right. You, 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 <laughs> can your, you can get your beehole bleed of your high colonics. Like all you people, like I know all. That's why there's a drought in California because people are getting high colonics all the time. <laughs> you caught us. <laughs> and I meant you two, not, not just you two. <laughs> <laughs> just us? <laughs> just you. The amount of clocks <laughs> have dried up all of California's resources. We're supporting the whole industry out here for the high colonics. Are we yeah. talking about colonics or are we talking about this movie? We've got to get back on track here. <laughs> Wait, what so, song was you dance to? Something, Girls? something by uh, Haircut 100. Haircut 100. Okay. No, because that other guy has the dance to Haircut 100, because all he ever talked about was Haircut. See? You're right, you're right. Perfect Tommy probably strips to uh, favorite shirts. This is quality. Okay. I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know what we're talking about. I don't know what's happening. 80s reference. I'm I'm 12 years old. I'm Alan's dad. I was, I was, I was up to six in the 80s. I like I like references and sandwiches. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I always finish each, finish each Alice, other. Allison likes Allison is stupid. If I was a stripper, I would dance to All Star by Smash Mouth. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh fuck you. Do you remember that period? Like, you know what? I hate that period of movies, like in the early 2000s, where no movie could get released without that fucking song. All Star and One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. Yes. If they weren't in the movie, they were in the trailer. I would would do something like Fastball. (laughs) Fastball, Vertical Horizon, and Everclear are doing a tour, and they're coming to L.A., and I am so super stoked about it. Okay. Back on track now. (laughs) So we have John and Underboob. Having like trying, I think they had sex. You guys, they whatever. They had champagne in the bed, which is yeah, weird. Yeah, champs. Were they just like doing it and holding it? Yeah, that what was the weird doing? part. Yes, but the thing is, Mister, don't touch anything, don't make any messes. Shot a fucking champagne cork across the goddamn room. I'm like, dude, that whatever. Was my note too. But then and I also noticed that 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 you know, Rebunka, Rebunka underboobs <laughs> was was nude. <laughs> So, was nude uh, with the banana clip. She was nude with that gigantic banana clip, like just stuffed in that gigantic mane of insanity. I'm like, okay, I'm taking yeah. everything off, but I'm leaving this in. Because I don't I mean, I'm just assuming, knowing from my personal experience, that getting banged with a banana clip might be painful. I don't know. There's headboards that, again, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything. 
Banana clips are sexy. I'm gonna leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> but now there's a banana theme. We have banana clips. Yeah, we know how much a man likes bananas. Yeah, so. uh huh, uh huh. That's true. Well, no, he didn't like the banana. The other guy had the banana. Oh, wow. David had the banana. David wanted John's banana, and she wants John's banana. There we go. There's the connection. There we go. Bing. Full the, circle. The, someday we'll find it. The banana connection. Connection. <laughs> Rabunka. And gay John and me. La da da dee da da. This nice. part. Okay, so they have like one round of hide and go seek. And you're thinking, okay, great, whatever. And then we find out that John and Underboob are really bossy. <laughs> no, people, we're not. People want, you know, people, we, they're like, we want to drink our shitty, warm, crappy beer that was smuggled in with no cooler. And they're like, no, you can't do that. And you can't eat food now because we're going to have dinner time. And then after that, we're going to have this with whatever. And then we're going to get up. Okay, stop. Oh, you're not my real dad, okay? You can't tell me when to go to bed. You don't tell me when to eat. Fuck you guys. I thought that was weird, too. But was I was also like, ooh, chicken leg. It was obnoxious. <laughs> it was obnoxious. I will eat what I want to eat. Then there's a second round of hide-and-go-seek, and finally some people get killed. Yeah, nerd, nerd girl. Yes. No, killed. no, no, you have to specify, because you had nerd girl as the other girl. This is the no. girl... Yeah, nerd girl, not virgin nerd girl. Nerd okay. girl, nerd girl. Nerd girl and the 12-year-old are finally going to get it on. And this actually, their relationship was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, I had to say, like, I like these two at this point. Like, what happened with them along the way, this whole discovery that, oh, gosh, we actually do like each other. He's just really shy. Was cute. Now, of course, now we have in- we didn't really get into the negligee. Kim bought a oh, negligee. Oh, yeah. To have sexy time with Haircut 100. But she decided <laughs> to give it to Alyssa? Was that her name? Melissa. Melissa. Melissa, this nerdy girl in the overalls. She gives it to overalls to seduce the guy who was shy instead. Yes. Okay. So she is getting ready to uh, put on the negligee. And she just turns on the sink for apparently no reason. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I go, why did she turn down the sink? Because she needed to wash her vagina before she went and had sex. But you know what? I legit thought that, but I didn't want to. (laughs) She was going to fill up that sink and then dip her vagina in it. Sometimes, ladies, you've been there. (laughs) You've been up all night playing hide-and-go-seek. You've been running around playing hide-and-seek in some non-air-conditioned thing because it's closed. I'm sure the air conditioning's off in that furniture store. Okay. In Los Angeles, you're going to get a little musky. You got smog in there, whatever. You just need to do a little dick. <laughs> got to make sure you're fresh. But what but happened? We find, out, we find out quickly why the water was turned on yep. to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> because the killer comes up behind her, drowns her. Yeah. I was like, oh, smack. This was because, actually- like, you, you get this really cool um, under the sink shot, which yeah. I was just like, Nice. That was really interesting. That was cool. I like that. And but then all of a sudden they like added blood to the water, and I was like, wait, what? No, but She's no, because no, Alice, Alice, what I was gonna say about the scene, he's drowning her, but it's a really shallow sink, so he's bashing her head against the sink. Oh, is that what it is? And I got concerned about the actress, like in real life. I'm like, holy shit, that's harsh. So then when you see the yeah. undershot with like the plexiglass sink, that's not like that. 
and you see your face, and oh, I'm dead now, and then the water be- the, begins to fill up with blood. I said, that's a really cool shot. Yeah. It was. You know what I really would have liked, though, and maybe I missed this? I really would have liked a moment where, like, the killer turned off. I know she turned off the water, but I was just like... But if she had left it running yeah. while... And then he's done. Yeah. And then he turns it off. Well, considering that he's very into cleaning house, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) And I would have liked later on when Kim uses the bathroom that she would have washed her hands. And seen the blood. No, she didn't wash her hands. You see her here, toilet flush, and she goes right out of the bathroom. Like, you nasty bitch. You nasty (laughs) bitch, Kim. Watch I'm going to go back to my boyfriend and give him a handy J with my pea-coated hands, or possibly poop. Oh, who knows? Because I know when I go to the bathroom, I... <laughs> How do you think girls pee, Patrick? What? <laughs> what? Shove it down there and pee all over it. <laughs> Got to make sure I'm all right. Got to monitor the pee coming out of my body with my hand. What? <laughs> Don't you guys do that? No. Well, you might want to check the volume that's coming out. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Or the velocity. I don't know. If she doesn't wash her hands, she might not use toilet paper to blotch my <laughs> That's going to cause an infection. <laughs> you know what I mean? She just might take her hand and just go... <laughs> right in it. Right in it. <laughs> and then flick it on the wall. Anyway, wow. Okay, this is, this is the worst show I've ever done. It's the best. It's the best. Admit it. Oh you're, my so God. you're just like, I don't know what's going on. I let these two idiots on the show. No, it's I, getting worse. No, that's why I let you on the show because you bring out the best and the worst to me at the same time. <laughs> And Aww. we've never met in person, which is really weird. I've known you guys forever. But I know. Oh. Someone was too busy to come to our wedding. We were willing to meet you. Did I get an invitation? Trip. No. Yes. yes. No, I didn't. Yes, yes you, you did. did. I did not. Yes, you did. You did. Let's fight. <laughs> I guarantee you that's why we have your address. We sent or you one. Or an address. It oh, no, no, wait, you're cur- right, you're right, you're right. Because your thing, I'm looking at your magnet on the wall. Um, but, but you know what? I'm not the one who's like, we're having this special party. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to arrange it with my friends who work for the airlines to get me one of those, like, buddy seats to go out there. And then you're like, two days before, you're like, it's canceled. Oh, what? Wait, we're not married? <laughs> no. You guys have, were doing some, like, reality show thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then at the last minute you cancel it. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not going to California. And then I send you that great thing. That great. Never mind. Nobody cares. <laughs> one of one of the reality stars tried to sue that company <laughs> that was like yeah. sponsoring us. Yeah, yeah, it was a crazy deal. Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Back to the movie. <laughs> Patrick's like, should I edit that out? No, and and just, just, and just as as and it, it, as there's more running around going along, and 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 it's the second round of of hide and go seek, and the one couple is dead, and the virgin girl and her boyfriend are about to go do it for the first time. Again, more of the making love. Like there's, ma- they say making love like every thirty seconds, and every time they said it, it was like a slap in my ding dong. And I'm like, stop saying that. <laughs> slap in my ding dong. You, you gotta back up a bit, but because not long after Nerd Girl dies, 
Nerd Boy gets impaled on spikes. Yes, he yes. Does. And this and is when we find out that the killer has an interesting motif. Yeah. I actually really like this, and I'd only seen this... I'd seen this in a comic book once before that the killer did this. What did he do, Brian or Allison, depending? He dressed up as the last person he killed in order to kill the next person. Yes, as like he did. camouflage. And I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it was. I really thought that awesome. was going to be like the thing. I was like, okay, I'm back in now. Okay. Yeah, and like I really like that. And like I said, I've only seen it once before. I don't want to watch a lot of horror movies, so I don't know if this is a trope that happens often. Not but, so much. Right? The only other time I've but, seen anything like it was Terror Train with Jamie Lee Curtis. Hmm. Where the killer it wasn't in Chopping Mall. No, it was not in the shopping mall. There was no costumes in shopping mall. <laughs> Sorry. You were going to get but, shopping mall, but I assume you guys have already seen that because everybody's seen shopping mall. But that's not the point. Can I we stay it. on topic? Can we stay on topic? <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I don't – first of all, the, the killing of Nerd Boy, a.k.a. Sean, which we only learn in depth. It's like goddamn Fight Club. You only get a name after Sean? you die. Sean. His name is twelve-year-old Sean. His name is twelve-year-old Sean. What I he, thought was weird, though, is like, where did these spikes come from? Where, where are just yes. spikes? <laughs> where did these spikes come from? It was like, a piece, it was a decorative piece of art thing that was on top was of the dresser. It? Yes, it was. Duh. I, I spotted it the that. second time around because the first time around, I'm like, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> What I thought was weird is how long it took for people to realize people were dead. Yeah, because... I kept being like, wait, do these kids know that there's two dead bodies But they did not, because the, after Sean died, it was finally dinner time. Yes. And everyone's like, where's Sean and Alyssa? Nah, probably still getting it on. Ha, ha, ha. More warm beer, more cold chicken. Like... Let's warm continue to beer go to the third floor. Cold chicken. <laughs> chicken. <laughs> I was like, I washed I, hands I, I and raw dick and what? What? I thought it was weird that I turned to Brian at one point and I went, wait a minute, do these kids know that people are dead yet? They're not talking about it. No. no What's going on? No, they don't. But they found them. No, because chicken is more important until, like, than your the friend. Last 10 minutes. They don't even find the dead body. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the place is huge, Allison. It's like a small city. <laughs> but but all, all the dead bodies are right next to each other. <laughs> well, they were in like a closet. Two were in a closet. So. In the basement, yeah. 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 In the basement. Yeah, what I like thing was, is... Okay, go. No, I was going to say, like, I liked how people started getting murdered because they weren't all the same. Like, when they started... Because we can... We can Screw this, we're looking for people. People start disappearing. There's like, Sean, Melissa, Carter. Like, they just start running around looking for people and or trying to bang. So let's get past that. But I like that, like, there was suspense where at one point, and I may be jumping too far ahead, there's the girl on top of the elevator. No, that's quite a bit. You're jumping way far ahead, yes. Because we haven't even got to uh, Rich Boy getting it. With the mannequin arm in it. Yeah. Simmer down. Simmer down. No, you, <laughs> no there were scenes that did have some suspense where you'd be like, oh, when you see, like, where the killer would be running around wearing someone else's clothes, being like, he, and the people yes. were like, what? And you're like, that's yeah. fucked up right now. That's fucked up. That's Although I really I'm- had to say when he was running around in that negligee, 
and particularly the girls' clothes, I said, it's really amazing how well those clothes fit because we've already seen the size of this guy. <laughs> yes. True. I'm sorry, you getting into Kim's outfit? Not happening. But, um, <laughs> oh, but the thing that bothered me about Sean's death was that we have seen this guy. Um, and actually, there's been some cool shots. Like, there's some nice camera work in this. Like, there will be scenes where you just see the shadow of the hat popping into frame, observing what's going on. Then looks cool. It looks nice and everything. But, and it, as is revealed at the end, this guy is not particularly bulky or huge. He's not some seven-foot-tall <laughs> monster, but yet was somehow able to lift Sean over his head <laughs> True. with one hand and throw him across the room onto these spikes. That's why Sean's death had to be early, so you didn't think about that. I and that's why, that's why Sean was 12 years old, because he only weighed 78 pounds. <laughs> I watched way too much wrestling. I just went, okay. Seriously. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> See, a punk would have been like, whatever, but yeah. Oh, shit, I got her started. I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said it. She's going to go crazy. Oh, jinx it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Like, whatever. There's more bullshit. Oh, we have dinner and like, eh, we can't find this person. But then like John and Helen Sotomayor are like, we're going to go bang anyway. And yeah, and, and it kept between Haircut 100 and Kim like starting to get it on. And then those two to the point where I'm just like, who are we watching right now? Like, I, Someone get it in. Yeah, both. Somebody needs We're to watching get them it in. both get it on. Well, but apparently yeah. all but, the sex in this movie, everyone who has sex, it lasts a, like no more than 20 seconds. Like John only lasted 10. But Yeah. But so then when the killer comes and he interrupts uh, Rich Boy and <laughs> Underboobs Carter, that... I was just like, wait, who was he interrupting? Oh, <laughs> like, I, I did not know which I couple until, like, actually, until she was hiding from him later. Like, I wasn't quite sure who just died. Like, yeah. and where you see the other tattoo? Yeah, you see the cobra. So I, I but now it's, it's on a foot. Things. Right, it's yeah. on a foot. And it starts linking things together. See, I because the killer is walking around barefoot in this point with a perfect pedicure, by the way. But not the point right now. <laughs> it's always the point, Patrick. Pedicure is serious business. <laughs> but yeah, I was unsure at that point. like, Because I already knew from an establishing shot earlier, uh, Cobra and Creepy Doc were not the killer. And so we saw the on the foot... And we knew Creepy Doc Worker was working. I thought, Creepy Doc Worker hear something and came to see what the ruckus was. And he just had Cobra tattoos everywhere. Like, I was sure that was him checking Oh, maybe on it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but when he turns evil, his arm becomes a foot. <laughs> his arm becomes his leg, and his leg becomes his foot, and his head becomes his butt. Snake arm becomes Cobra foot. Enough snake, man. You belch out of your butt and you <laughs> out of your mouth. But I, I, there was almost a moment where I said, oh no, is our potential hero going to accidentally get killed? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. he came to, to your point, I thought maybe he was coming to check yeah, on well, it. And also, based on the bad movies that you have suggested for us before, I thought this could be like evil laugh 
where there ain't no way the killer got to the house before her husband did because she looked after him. Oh, there's, there's like, plenty of that in this, though. There's plenty of that in this, though. But we're going to – okay, moving along. Moving along. John goes right – like they get, they, get, they get all like making love us interrupt us. And he's dressed like Sean in his Hawaiian shirt, and he flips him the finger, and he, he moons them. And John is really angered by that because John doesn't like mess, and he doesn't like people being rude, and he doesn't like people breaking his rules, and he's a huge and pain in the ass. And he doesn't like taking showers with his boyfriends, but that's not the point right now. But he goes running off after, and he gets killed with a yep. mannequin arm. Yes! <laughs> the sharpest mannequin fingers known to man, enough to stab a boy in the abs. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and this was weird because they are cutting back to, you know, Helen of Underboobs. <laughs> Underboobs Carter. Underboobs like Carter. And she's like, John, 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 John. And it cuts back to him getting killed. And when it cuts back, she's under the bed. I'm going, why are you under the bed? We've missed a scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's under the bed so that you can see the foot with the snake tattoo, but we're like, why are you doing under the bed? But then again, you're homeless. You could have been looking for crack under there. Like, I don't know, maybe the something. We're just like, maybe chop some crack. So then we cut to Virgin Girl and Red Shirt starting to get it on. And Virgin Girl is like, I'm going to strip for you. And she is getting all slutty up in it. What she says is... It's my first oh, time, yeah. and I want it to be special. And then she does this like professional striptease routine for him, and I was like, "Damn!" And like, I'm like, "She's rocking!" Like, I liked this girl. I was like, "Someone start up All Star," because she is <laughs> rocking it. And at one point, she says, "I saw that in a porno movie. Was it sexy?" And I'm like. You you watch porn on top of it? Marry me. Like, <laughs> she's she's just an amazing dance, and like the thing is, I like this girl. She had like I just liked her energy. She seemed really sweet. It wasn't forced, and she had a Nev Campbell thing going on. Yes. Before oh, yeah, Nev Campbell yeah, yeah. was Nev Campbell, mm-hmm. and I looked her up to see what else she'd done, and all she's ever played is hookers and strippers. And her last oh. role, her last role was stripper number two in It's Pat the movie. Oh, no. I really liked her too. I said you, you. I would have thought she had the career, but I mean, if, then again, if you were in It's Path the movie, not even a stripper number one. <laughs> stripper number two. Hey, mom, I'm in a movie. I'm a stripper number two. Oh, in the oh, God. Dave Foley is the only person who survived that movie. <laughs> Seriously, but yeah, but no, she does this amazing <laughs> strip tease thing. Titties out everywhere. I'm like, well, there goes the virgin girl. She's going to die. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then... But then everybody then, got their titties out, except the other girl who's already dead, so it's really confusing. Yeah. So then... You're the, not following this is, the rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not following the rules. Uh, so then now we get to Allison's... Well, Allison wanted to skip to. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, so the one Hold girl... That thought. Duh. Hold that thought. Do not go anywhere. Hold that thought. I'm okay. sorry. That was really unprofessional. There was just a problem with the cat. Oh, shit. There he goes. She, see, bro- she wanted to bring me another drink. What? See, the, the good thing about having two hosts, <coughs> like, I can run, like, I can keep talking while she's <coughs> about to get a beer. 
You don't, um, you don't have that luxury because Smoochie just can't take over for you. Oh, she could, but she won't. That? Shark of a cat. She's 30 pounds. She could do bricklaying if she wants Whoa. to. That's a big kitty. I'm aware of that. I notice <laughs> it's quiet. That means Allison's getting you a drink. Uh, she had to jump up and check her work phone real quick. Okay, let's talk Allison, about it. Allison, Patrick's back. Oh, yeah. And that Allison, I tell you what. She's oh, like my God. the best. I remember that time so when I remember that. T- <laughs> what? Remember that time when we talked about how obsessed with pe- having a penis she was? Wait, anyway, hi, oh hi, Al. <laughs> That's how she knew she wasn't a boy. And actually, that will tie in perfectly with this movie. What happened? Wait, what? We're talking about remember that time on the show when you're like, it's, I want penis all the time, and I called you on it, and I played it a million times, and it never. <laughs> cut all this stuff out. <laughs> oh my gosh, the things I've said. You've said many things. <laughs> all right, so yeah, so okay, so now, now, now we go back to the other people who were boning, which is Kim and Haircut 100. Yeah, I love this new nickname for him because he's just referred to as punk rock. Because we're still making haircut jokes about this haircut that he got, (laughs) which might be funny had we seen his hair before, but we haven't. Uh, and and which but it cost him six dollars, Brian. Six dollars to get that haircut. Like his his haircut is like you know an eighties haircut. Everybody else is still rocking mullets. Like it's still like late seventies bullshit. Like yeah. he is the guy who is fashion forward. Let's make fun of him. Unknowingly, his haircut is going to be the one that more defines the decade for fashionable people. That's because he was the gay one. <laughs> what he was the gay one? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but he was wearing a bolo tie. Exactly. He was trying way too hard. I mean, that I, I get that if he was wearing a bolo tie today, but back in the 80s... Brian, eh. Brian, they were all the gay ones. <laughs> oh, all right. You know, you got me. Except little 12-year-old Sean. He was just not Sean. ready to give it up to that girl, but you know. <laughs> 12-year-old Sean. 12-year-old Sean. All right, so we we're going to get you, Allison's The Fate of Kim. Yes. Are we there? Yeah. All right. So I really liked this because it created a lot of suspense, and I liked the way the camera was above it, and I kept being like, no, don't go in the elevator, because she is naked. Strip naked. Hey, hey, like it already. And Well, it's because Killer Head needs to get her clothes. Yes. Yeah. Right. But she's like, I mean, the boobies are nice. <laughs> and we never get a close-up of those boobies either. Those are always wide shots on her. Thank you for bringing that up, Brian, <laughs> because as I was watching the movie, I was hearing Allison in my head going, <laughs> why are we getting close-ups of her boobies? Why is it long shot side boob? Or when she's on top of the elevator, it's the stylistic shadow that goes right across her yeah. boobs. But nothing else. I said, what's wrong with your nipples? <laughs> what is wrong with your boobs? Everybody else's boobs were like, ba-bang. Here you go. Yep. And you keep and you taking them like, out, eh. but we don't see them. <laughs> 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 no, just one of them was like, Wah. that's how we got the side. <laughs> but I really like this shot. I kept getting really suspenseful because it the the. The murder of the elevator doesn't happen right away. Yeah. No, she's she's up up there there for a long... She's tied up on the top of the elevator, kind of sort of unconscious, 
for a very long time. Yes. Meanwhile, the killer's running around in her snazzy little b- blue jogging outfit, doing aerobic dancing. <laughs> I liked it. No, yeah, it was cool. I liked that part. And I liked the untimely end. When it, when it eventually did happen, I liked that untimely end. But at some point, the killer gets tired of dressing like Kim and goes back to the fedora look. Yeah, well, as he said, what does he say? Fun He's just and like, games. Games and fun. Now it's over. Now it's done. Time to clean house. That's what he says. I did not write that down. Nice. Well, he says... Time to clean house. Like that. <laughs> then walks over to the mirror and then says, A housewife's work is never done. I forgot that part, actually. So he went, he did both sides of that. I'm like, you, I've got all kinds of the, the, the gender spectrum going on here. <laughs> wow. But during all of this, aside from switching costumes... He's moving mannequins around. He's redressing oh, yeah. mannequins. He's making walls of mannequins. He's scaring people with mannequins. And he's doing all this in record time. Yep. Which is pretty cool. Good for you. Good for you. I think he's, like, teleporting. So the the kids are trying to escape. And earlier yeah, this, this, we this, uh, Well, there's four kids left. They want to find yeah. Kim. And get out. Get out. Yes. Kim being secondary, but getting out is yeah. number one. Uh-huh. Getting out and getting help. Yeah. Uh, and and the establishing shot of of the killer chaining all the doors together was done so quickly and at an odd moment that I didn't realize what he was doing at that point oh, I got that. until they were trying to get out. I was like, oh, he locked all the doors oh, no, like I totally an got hour that. ago. You missed it. No, I saw it, but it was such a weird time. I thought it was setting up some kind of kill. Um, when it wasn't. See, no, I was, I totally knew that's what was going on. But what well, I you're, thought you're was weird, one. I am the smart one. But I thought was weird is so their whole game plan is they're going to try the doors, which obviously yeah. don't work. So what they do is they go to the front window and they're like, let's get somebody's attention on the street. And a, well, and a the, well, first man. they said let's break the glass, but that doesn't work. That doesn't work <laughs> because, because not only is, like, is it shatterproof, it's soundproof. Soundproof. So this this homeless man is walking down the street and they're banging down the window and the homeless man can kind of like see him but he's like nope I can't I, hear what's going on he I waves wanted, at them <laughs> he's like hi I, I wanted the bum to totally like Mr. Edit where he like like sees the kids in the window at like four in the morning like rubs his eyes sees the kids and then looks at his like bottle of whiskey and just just like shrugs his shoulder and just starts drinking more just goes over and starts jerking off on the window like (laughs) (laughs) more likely for an la bum thank you (laughs) but then the they so they're like let's this this glass is just soundproof no one can hear us so let's go to they keep wanting to go to the office let's go to the office and they go what is in this office that they keep like that's their safe space let's go to the office so they decide they're gonna go back to the office and then they're like we're going to like fight this we're gonna get out i'm gonna grab a mannequin arm we're gonna beat this person down if we need to we are doing like we they all of a sudden it turns from like fun 80s to like apocalypse now well, like, to a, yeah it, it went from a slasher movie to a siege movie like you've got instead of yeah. a final girl you've got four kids left who are ready to fight which i thought yes. was kind of cool and novel yeah and 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 to even up the the ante on this feel 
Uh, the killer cuts the lights, and the emergency lights go on, and the emergency lights are all red. Yeah. As emergency lights usually are. Are they? Well, if they're just if they're just regular colored lights, you wouldn't know it was an emergency, would you? Uh, they're special. I, I had once had emergency lights go on at a place where I worked, and they're like, and they were like bright white, and it was a stark difference from the fluorescent okay, lights. Okay, that works too. Yeah. 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 So, so you know, well, it was more it was more like work lights than emergency lights. Yeah, exactly. So um, it, it was a coincidence because around this time, Allison's like, "When are these idiots going to find the dead bodies?" Right as she says that, uh, Underboobs Carter opens up the closet, and Sean and Melissa fall out towards her. Yeah, and like, this is where she goes like full on crazy cry girl. Yeah, <laughs> this. Th- yeah, this is when the hair clip, the banana clip comes out and she is spends the rest of the movie swinging this <laughs> massive mop of hair around and crying constantly and you're just like man what are you doing Bucky Bucky get it together I can't believe it I want to get out of it no later in like five seconds and like this I thought was funny and like later on they see I forget what exactly what it was happening uh, they're threatened, and she reaches behind her and grabs something to use as a weapon, and it's a mannequin arm that she thinks is attached to a mannequin, but it's not. It's stuck in her boyfriend's stomach. Yeah. And she pulls out that arm, and he comes falling out, and she's lost everything, and at a certain point, she just goes, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Like you just went up the like you just did the scale. <laughs> I mean, bitch is going for like the shitty Oscar. Like the like you are you are you are you are, you are vying for a Razzie right now. Yes. Doing it on purpose, Bucky. 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 So around this time, creepy dock worker scares the shit out of all of them, and they think he's the killer. There's no doubt about it in their heads. They beat him down in dog time. They go Lord of the Flies on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. They're kicking the shit out of him. They're beating him with arms. They're just, they tie him up. They keep, they keep kicking him. I'm like, this is fantastic. They called him a slime ball. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> they called him a slime ball. Twice. <laughs> it doesn't get more serious than Well, that. they could have called him a nurdle brain, but they would have gotten an, like an X rating if they had done that. <laughs> so he's tied up now, but you know, shit keeps happening, right? Yeah. They find they end up figuring out they end up the girl on top of the elevator finally like wiggles her way out of her restraints, her rope, and she puts her. Oh right, because they're like, because no, instead of staying with the person that they just tied up, they're like, well, we gotta go find Kim. Maybe she's yeah. on the third floor, and then oh, we have to under- you have to understand this elevator is not your standard elevator. It's a freight elevator. There's no yeah. doors that close. It's just like a you know very industrial elevator, and we've been up and down this elevator so many goddamn times at this point. I'm just like Before enough of the goddamn elevator. When they were and Kim's just on the top of arriving around unconsciously, like oh. 
Oh, look at me not showing my breasts in in, in the half light. Oh. Uh, before you get too far, uh, while they were beating the shit out of the creepy dock worker, finally somebody in the outside world sees them, and it's this newspaper guy at the newsstand, and he calls the cops. Not that the cops show up soon, but no, they finally, they, they are the, they, people are aware they are kids in the fine furniture store that should not be there. Yeah, he thinks it's a break-in. Yeah. So, so, the one black, so the one black man in this is the hero. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it, it's at this time that that Kim is uh, getting free of her restraints. Uh-huh. And she puts her head down to be like, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> You're <laughs> in the elevator? I've been up here naked the whole time. Surprise. Is that the elevator? Surprise! I'd come down <laughs> around. I'd come down right now, but I can't show both my boobs at the same time. Because <laughs> this... Because really? this left one's got an eye. <laughs> <laughs> left one's got three nipples of its own. It's got, a, it's got an eye and it's a lazy eye. <laughs> Aww. Well, well, her head ends up coming off. No, but the, the killer was on the was on the top of the elevator at this point anyway and was fighting her, so that was why she couldn't get down. And her head gets chopped off when the because the elevator's yes. in motion and everybody freaks the fuck out. Yes. My. <laughs> So now we know there's somebody else. It's not the guy that we tied up. Yeah. There's somebody else in here. She keeps happening. Which, if you paid attention, you would have already known. But they didn't. Know. Uh, I just heard a cat. Oh, that was Mr. Pants yelling. Hi, Logan Pants. Hi, research assistant Logan Pants. <laughs> he didn't like this movie either. <laughs> Clearly, because he's, he's offered no research on this at all. He'd be like, well, actually, director Skip Skulnick went on to direct many episodes of Angel and is also a highly successful Hollywood producer right now. But really? What? Yeah, he is. I'm not good with that. I find that amazing. With the name, because I, I wrote down Skip Skulnick because that sounds like a made-up name. <laughs> but it's not. Wow. He's had quite a career as well, so good for him. This is his yeah, first thing, and good for him. So the kids all decide they need to hide in a room together, and surprise, the killer is already in that room out of nowhere. He just, like, jumps up from behind the couch. Oh, hello. <laughs> from hello, behind the bed where, oh, Rebu- the bed where Rebunka on her boobs <laughs> and her <laughs> lover John had made sweet, sweet love for ten seconds before, because she's all, like, rubbing, rubbing the hideous top sheet like uh. that's what that is what she said I don't understand I don't understand which I'm playing again right now and then he pops up and stabs her in the head but she's fine and he cuts he cuts Haircut 100 across the chest. Yep. And he pops up and he's got the full makeup on, but he's wearing like a leather harness, which, by the way, that harness is signaling top. Yes. And where did oh. he get this? Because until now, he's been wearing clothes of either mannequins or people he's killed. What mannequin in this place was wearing this? Oh, you didn't see that? You didn't see that in the kitchenette display? <laughs> <laughs> Because where did this come from? The guy from? was like, the guy was like, man, the man, he was like making pancakes on the top of his stove and leather pants and harness. I guess I missed it. I guess I missed it. 
But I was like, oh, okay. So everything that we kind of liked about this storyline just completely got thrown out of the window. Yeah. Of, wait, what? What's going on? And then all of a sudden the heroic return of creepy dock worker. Because yes! these kids can't do anything right, so why could we think they could tie a man down? He saves He does! Day. And we find out the killer and creepy dock worker have a shared past. They do. They do. Well, because finally everything's over, right? Everything is over. And creepy dock worker gets injured, not dead, during the scuffle, because they yeah. fight each other. No. They well, fight well, each other. Well, exposition and backstory is coming out. They're yes. fighting. They're each fighting each other. each other. So so creepy dock worker gets injured, but he's not dead. And all of a sudden, like, and they're like, oh, my God, the cops are here now. Because what we didn't talk about is when they were banging on the window one, no, like, no, I covered that. Oh, sorry. We yeah. covered that, Allison. Go get another drink. You were reading work emails on your sorry. phone like a bad guest. Sorry. Bad guest. So, so cops show up, and they're telling the story about how they were in prison together. Yes, they, they were cellmates. They were cellmates, and they looked out for each other. And what we completely forgot to mention during the actual recording of this review is that these two were not just cellmates and looked out for each other. They were lovers. That's the gay part of the story, which we forgot to mention because we were drunk. Now back to Allison. And when they got out, like, Creepy Doc Worker wanted to go on with his life and yes. be- make something of himself. And the killer, unnamed? Uh, yeah, unnamed. I-, I believe so. Unnamed. Was obsessed with was obs- Creepy Doc Worker. Was, was obsessed and, like, couldn't let that part of his life go. Yeah. And that's how he got to find what, what one furniture, which he thinks of as his home, and he's like, "These yes. people are in our home. They invaded our home. They're ruining this beautiful world yes. that we've made for each other." And like, even when they're fighting, stuff is coming out. Is uh, that you, you know, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for us. You know, yes. just these awful kids are doing these terrible things in our home. I'm just trying to clean up because that's what a housewife does. A housewife's work is never done. Yeah. So this goes all the way back to, like, prison. Yeah. And I was like, oh. So the owner comes up and is like, tell me what happened. And he's like, Whoa, oh, well, hold on. Hold on. First, way, of, all, first yeah. of all, the somehow the police get into the building despite the fact that the doors are chained. Yeah. They just uh, materialize. And, and the killer stabs creepy dock worker in the fucking neck. Yes. Yet, creepy dock worker has this really long deathbed monologue. I could not believe when they went back to him, not only was he not dead, but he could talk to the cops. He was talking to the cops and not even like, no, it's like a perfectly clear thing that when he died, I was surprised. But he also wasn't just talking to the cops. He was talking to his boss. They called called John's dad, who is more concerned about the story of this man than the fact that his son is dead. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he knows that yet, but. The well, you know, killer. nobody nobody liked John. John John was an asshole. So. The, the only person who liked John was crackhead Elena Bonham Carter. <laughs> no, I think Red Shirt liked him a bit more. Than oh, that's him. true. He liked him in a different way. Actually, the same way. The same exact way. Uh, but no, we as the cops are trying to figure out what's going on, before the cops show up, the killer slips in the blood of Kim's head. And falls down the elevator. Totally trips on her head. He trips on her head. I was like, Deus ex hedna. I was just like, that is amazing. And fell down the elevator shaft, uh, LA Lost style. 
Yes, I loved it. So the kids don't even save the day. (laughs) So we have four kids who could not save the day on their own. It was dead Kim. Dead Kim saved the day. (laughs) Dead Kim saved the day. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, dead Kim's head. (laughs) Thanks, Kim. Always knew you'd do it. Uh, that's where this got awesome. <laughs> okay, yes, yeah, the movie's totally over now. But the thing is, what was oh. great? What was great after this? Like in the denouement scene, like you're seeing um, uh, people being uh, the various characters being escorted out, and yeah. and that body's covered an, on gurneys. Yes, that thing. And there's an EMS worker escorting them out. And I was like, oh, look, the EMS worker has a cat carrier. Why does he have a cat carrier? It was his first aid kit, but my first instinct was it was a cat <laughs> carrier. I'm like, well, oh, there's going to be a cat because I'm totally a cat fag for life. Sorry, can't help oh, myself. Oh, Kitty cats are great. It's cool. This movie did not have a cat jumping out into his face, so I was waiting for somebody like that. <laughs> I brought the cat to jump out in somebody's face, but it's too late. The movie's over. Sorry. Sorry. I, I'm sorry if the cat's too late. Or is it over? Oh, yeah, because it turns out there's a last-minute switcheroo! Just like in Evil Laugh. (laughs) (laughs) No, nothing like in Evil Laugh. This this one made more sense. (laughs) But Evil Laugh had that moment where it went on a little too long and had a moment of, wait a minute, now the girl's going to be the killer, maybe? Because she kills that dude. So she's the killer now? Yes, the girl with the new tits that she didn't have the rest of the movie is the killer now. What? No, no. Yeah, she killed him with scissors. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. But this has a moment where you see the uh, ambulances driving past, and uh, you notice that the ambulance driver is very familiar. He's the killer, and he has a moment. He breaks the fourth wall. Oh, yeah. Because, because what happens is, like, all this thing is happening. They're escorting everybody out. Like, the guy's got the cat carrier. He's walking everybody. You see an ambulance worker, stand, ambulance worker, an, like, uh, 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 an EMS person, standing by the gurney with the dead, supposedly dead body of our killer dude. Because we know it's him because his foot's sticking out from under the sheet with the tattoo. Yep. And... Then they cut back after they load everybody into the various police cars to take them wherever they need to go. And now that shoe's got a boot on it. (laughs) So he killed whoever was standing next to him. And then you see him driving the ambulance off. And he makes the kissy face at the camera. You want to know who we didn't see get escorted out of the building? Who? Creepy doc worker. He's dead. Did he die? He he died. Because, no, he, he gave a lengthy... Deathbed monologue in a perfectly clear voice, and he's like, I'm not straight, Mr. Whatever Your Name Is. I'm not straight. <laughs> Which has double meaning here. <laughs> meaning he's 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 not he hasn't he hasn't cleaned up his criminal life yet, and also he still likes men. <laughs> but here's the thing though, now that creepy dock worker is dead, yeah. shouldn't this like release the killer, the killer of whatever whole weird thing is going on. Yeah, of the obsession. Is, yeah, of the obsession. Sure, and sure it does. But it, yeah, sure. It just showed that he got away. That he got away. Killer and got maybe away. he's going to kill these fucking kids at the hospital or whatever. Because some of them got wounded. Yeah, I think they... They would have to go to the hospital, yeah. yeah. 
There was ketchup smeared all over all of them. Somehow Red Shirt and Virgin Girl, no longer Virgin Girl, uh, escaped unharmed. Yes, but the other two at least were cut. Yeah. Because under under Boob had a cut on her head, the other one had a cut on his chest. Yep. And that's but the end of the movie. But you would think if this was the... But you would think if this... My, my question is what happens after the movie goes dark, right? What is his new obsession? Like, does he just get a new obsession? Does he try to kill the, the other four kids? I'm with Patrick. I think he wants to kill those other four kids. Because they're yeah. his obsession. They're his yeah. obsession. Who do you <laughs> want me to be to make you sleep with me? Because he's my obsession. Underboobs is my obsession. I would rather kill Underboobs. Just, I wanted Underboobs to die. I didn't like her at all. <laughs> I know she wasn't, ugh. Because, especially I mean, at the end. Because her out, like it just like I mean, the whole outfit just looked dumpy. Like <laughs> it's like I'm wearing yeah. a gray crop top and like ugly white short shirt. It was every her whole outfit was gross. She deserved to die for that outfit. <laughs> okay, so let's this get, was go uh, shriek. Let's get serious for a moment because this okay. movie is controversial because why. Well, because of the gay angle and also of the kind of trans angle, mm-hmm. because yeah. this guy is kind of he's he's not so much trans as in gender fluid before gender fluid was a thing, and we're judging this from a modern modern standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking and about so much of later. stuff before a certain date, like even as far as like Silence of the Lambs was like every yeah. time you had a gay character or anybody who was gender fluid or trans, they were either a victim. Mm-hmm. Or the killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are very offended by this movie because, once again, gay people are bad. Mm. See, I was looking at it through modern eyes where I just kind of went, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I got I, 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 I was In the 80s? In the 80s, it's a, it's a much different lens. Yeah. Because, like, modern lens is like, sure, anybody can be a killer. Sure. But yeah, 80s absolutely. was very much like, well, yeah, no, he's bad because he's gay. I didn't even associate, like, the Silence of the Lambs thing. Like, yeah. as soon as you said that, I went, yeah, I yeah. this is totally in line with that. Almost to the point where I go, almost like, I don't want to say looking alike, because, like, there was long hair and stuff, but, like, yeah. that kind of, like... Which well, this feature? was many many years before Silence of well, the Lambs. Yeah. Well, right, but but I'm saying like just like the facial feature aspect of it, and just kind of being like, to your point, it wasn't like a big dude like Jason, just being like a normal, a smaller guy, dude. yeah, yeah, who could still lift a twelve year old boy over his head with one hand, <laughs> yes, in a like horizontal manner. Somehow that kid was horizontal <laughs> with like one hand. Nothing. But no, I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, I I I don't know how to feel about any of it, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I mean, I get why people are offended by it. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Was I offended by it? Not particularly. I found it. I actually found the killer to be rather interesting. Mm-hmm. He was a very interesting killer. The fact that like the whole thing with him changing costumes all the time just yeah. said like this this is something besides just gay or trans. This is something else. Yeah, I oh, saw yeah. more like chameleon like of yeah. like wanting you know what I mean? But I also like wish that the last version we saw, right? Like with the like the leather thing. Oh yeah, yeah the I wish that was tied into something because to me the plot point of it was almost like more oh shocking as opposed to plot pointy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Uh, that's true, yeah. That's my. That was my other wish. Like, I think that that's, like, that's my only thing. Is I was like, okay, where did this outfit come from? Was my yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Looking I told you 20, where it came from. It came from the kitchenette display. He was making waffles. <laughs> or pancakes, or whatever I said. Cleaver in the kitchen. <laughs> Cleaver? Beaver? Yeah, no, Cleaver. Cleaver. <laughs> yeah. Beaver Cleaver. Yeah. But I just wish, I almost wish it had more of a plot point in the end. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I agree. If, it, if there was like a little like, button up at the end yeah. to kind of be like, boop. It, it almost seems like this was more of like, oh, here's, here's a leather outfit. This is a, representing a kink thing. Yeah. Kink is bad. This is the 80s. Yeah. 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 Slash prison slash. Yeah. It's more you know of this I mean? like non-heteronormative is mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because it was really chameleon and I like that. Yeah. That was, I thought the chameleon aspect was really cool. I yeah. did too. I did too. And the thing is when, there was a point when they were when him and 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 um, when the killer the and his boyfriend were fighting. There was a point where it was like, "I get you two. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad for both of you. Yep, hundred yeah. percent. And maybe if I felt nothing for either one of you, I would be more offended by it. Like, yeah. I get you. I see what you're doing, killer guy. But yeah. I completely understand why people would be offended by this." from the modern oh, lens of things. Yeah, and especially yeah. at the time, too. Even more so at the time where it's like, whoa, completely yeah, shocked. Yeah, in the height of the AIDS crisis, thank you very much. Exactly. Oh, oh, I didn't even think about that. You're right. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 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 See, because I almost didn't take it, me, I almost didn't take it as, like, gay straight. I, t- I took it almost as, like, prison is fucked up. Yeah, and then the... Uh, and you protected me, and we were cellmates. And the obsession angle yeah. persisted more than... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, you could put anything you want on it, but I was almost like, man, like, prison is a crazy place yeah. that does crazy shit, right? And now this obsession begins because you protected me here and there, like, regardless of gay, straight, yeah, gender, mean, like, fluid, whatever. Yeah. yeah, like, it was almost like, man, like, prison can F someone up. Right. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of layers to this. Like it's very, you always get an onion to this movie. <laughs> but not the onion that you got from that furniture store. In Chicago. <laughs> Hide and go shriek. Where you always get a free onion. <laughs> That's the tagline right there. <laughs> but no, I thought there was a lot of potential. Like going into this movie, like I was like, oh, I wanted this to happen, and then it didn't, and then I wanted this to happen, and then it didn't. So I thought there was a overall there was a lot to this movie that was fun. Oh, yeah. And there was a lot of super potential. It wasn't the worst horror no, movie I've ever watched no. by any means. No. Um, but I, I did kind of Nothing want... Nothing beats Black Devil Bell from Hell. Nothing oh my God, beats I'm Black. never covering that on the show as an FYI. I'm just not doing that. <laughs> I walked out of it. You it did so not bad. because I refused to leave because I was having a blast. Oh, my gosh. But I want... Like, there was so much to this movie that I kind of just wanted it to come together a little yeah. bit more. I think they were trying for a lot of stuff and I, I think that if they would if it would have come together a little bit more, like it would have been a solid flick. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of good things in here. One of the things I appreciated is and this is a very hard thing to pull off, is that they can't turn on any of the lights in this furniture store because it will <laughs> alert people that they're in there. Yeah. Despite there only being windows on the first floor, but that's really neither here nor there. But um <laughs> Logic. <laughs> they're able to capture. They're able to make this movie very, very dark, 
yet you're able to see everything you need to see. Yes. yes. So whoever was doing the lighting knew what they were doing, and that is a very difficult thing to do, especially with something as low budget as this. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And again, that makes me say, "What's wrong with that girl's tits?" <laughs> Why did we really have to hide that? And, uh, no, nobody's seen Kim's tits. <laughs> not both of them. <laughs> not, not both of them. You know, you There's see more. the right one a lot, but you never see that left one. There's something wrong with it. <laughs> it's got a face on it. <laughs> it's 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 stop <laughs> the reactor. It's it's like it's like the second Harry Potter thing. You lost me. The second Harry Potter book where the guy had the face on the back of his head? Or was that the no, first Harry Potter book? You don't know any Harry Potter. I haven't read it. Haven't read it, haven't watched it. You can well, mention anyway. any Harry Potter movie or book, and I will just go, I haven't read it or something. Well, all my listeners are like, yes, Patrick, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the first book, yeah. It's like the guy is wearing a turban because he's got a face on the back of his head. Which is they're pushing his. They're pushing their glasses up, being like, "Actually, Patrick, from <laughs> book number three. I and, love it. Uh, I love it when you do your push the face up glasses. <laughs> you know, when she does that voice, she pushes up her glasses. I do. Bill, yeah, like, well, you gotta commit. You gotta commit yeah. to this sort of a thing. I totally get that. Um, yeah, <laughs> but there, there, there was like, like I said, a lot of the dynamic between the kids I liked. The dialogue was a problem. Like, there's a lot of decent yes. acting going on here, despite. Shitty dialogue. Like, like I liked Kim a lot. Like this is the yeah, only she was like because she's like the more sexually free of everybody, and normally mm-hmm. that's the person who's villainized for being sexually mm-hmm. free or yeah. punished for being sexually free, and she's not. Mm-hmm. She's just free to be Kim until her head rolls off. And then, but then again, whose head <laughs> saves the day? Damn straight. Not the killers. Not the killers. <laughs> the killers. Yeah, that would this. I would rate this movie not as good as Slashers. Um, Nothing's but, ever going to be as good as Slashers. But totally for you. not as bad as Evil F. But it had better titties than Slashers. Oh my god. Can we like have a mesh of Slashers with this movie's titties? Because. <laughs> remake, remake Slashers with better titties. That's all you want. Seriously. Seriously. I Can we love just superimpose those, these titties over that other girl's titties? <laughs> Yes, and I hate no, to I hate to be it. body shaming, but if that character from Slashers was not so obnoxious, <laughs> it was almost like her personality was her boobs because her personality was so terrible, and also her boobs. <laughs> if she, she had a, she committed to that role so hard. If she had a better personality, I don't think we would be so critical of her boobs whatsoever. No, mm-hmm. no, no, yeah, we would. <laughs> because it's such a build-up, it's such a long build-up to see them, and then when you finally see them, it's like, ah, no, what happened? Nah, <laughs> Even that Dr. Giggles character was like, no, get out of here. <laughs> Dr. G- you love Dr. Giggles. <laughs> Dr. Giggles rip-off. <laughs> no, but I liked it. I wish there was a little bit more of a button at the end that kind of tied... Um, all the costuming and stuff together. The prison thing was cool, um, but I wish there was a little bit more of a, a button there. That's yeah, all. yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. I would have. I mean, it's I, it's novel also to see this many people survive. Yeah. yeah, only half the cast died. Yeah, four four of the eight survive, which is unheard of in this type of thing. Yeah, because usually it comes on just one or two, right? One girl, maybe one her girl. boyfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. And the boyfriend would be, like, severely injured. Usually, yes. Yeah. 
but to have four at the end was interesting because you had that fantastic Lord of the Flies moment. <laughs> they were all just ganging up on the wrong dude. Slime ball. And beating the crab out of him was amazing. Was there ever a sequel to this movie? Is there no. a hide and go two? No. Let's run it. A, Let's not run it. Okay, we already have the name. Although this time. I'm dead. Okay, <laughs> what store will it happen in this time? Oh, jeez. Uh, what kind of store? Grocery. Those are open 24 hours that's now. Been done. That's, uh, been, that's been done. It's been done. Has it been done? Yes, it's been done. There's a movie called Intruder. Uh, it's not a Sam Raimi movie, but it's got all the Sam Raimi people in it. Oh, wow. But yeah, it's a grocery store slasher. It's a bad movie, but the special effects are insane. Oh, really? <laughs> the gore effects are absolutely insane. I'm trying because like Mall Mall A has been done and, yeah. and B Mall's are oh, really Oh, you know where? You know where? You know where? You know where it will happen? You know where it will happen? Hmm. Where? Build a bear. Build a bear. Build a bear. With another B, I was going to suggest brewery. Oh, a brewery. Ooh. Oh, gross, gross. People get oh like there's bad things you could do with yeast. <laughs> and there's okay. a lot I'm gonna of yeast you to death. You can Ooh. get you can have people literally get like canned in the cans yeah and there's a lot of little places to hide because yeah. i was like like a big record movie store like an amoeba records but i was like no because that's too open area you and the last would. shot here and you go guys last wait, shot here's wait, the tag. A record store a re- well you'd have to be a period piece brian no i'm talking because there's a gigantic record store out here in la for normal like, people they don't exist anymore it's the like the last big one, and it's so big and like. It's the second to last. There's or we can go hamstring and be an artisanal mayonnaise store. I meant in this area, yeah, um, yeah. You're talking about records. I need to talk about the last scene that's of my brewery t- killer flick. Oh, sorry. That's the last t- scene. Okay, my artisanal mayonnaise just went out there and laid on the floor. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a huge old stinker right there. The uh, the last scene. And click. Good night. <laughs> Yeah, dial down. <laughs> the, the last scene of my brewery movie is like they never really find where like the last killed teen is. No. And then the, the last scene is just someone in a random bar opening a beer and the foam is all red. And like a finger comes out. Oh, and a finger comes out. <laughs> a boob. There's a boob in it. Just, just, like, just a nipple comes out the top. Gross. <laughs> and no. he's like, score. <laughs> and then it becomes yeah, like beer? the new Corona, and then that bar starts serving beers with like nipples in it instead a of a lime. I got nothing. I got nothing. What would the name of that be? A brewery, like killer a brewery movie. Brewery killer movie. I don't know. What do we got? Hops, wheat, nothing. I got nothing. Fermenting. <laughs> ferment. 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 I got nothing. Okay, uh, so you just killed the show, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Don't make me think about things. Okay, I think we have done this movie. <laughs> I think we have. That's it, guys, right? It only, it, it, it's only taken like a half an hour longer than the movie's running time actually is, but that's okay. <laughs> I have a lot of editing to do. It's almost like 1 a.m. over there. Uh, almost? Yes, it is. <laughs> Patrick, your commitment to excellence in your podcast is notable. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Too tired to take a compliment. Wow. Never thought I'd see the day, Patrick. Well, thank just, you, Charlie. I just Bell- said, aha. Uh-huh. I said, aha, uh-huh, Brian. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
And thanks, Jelly Belly Kelly, for wanting um, the titty-loving girl on the this show. movie. No love for her husband, but uh, titty-lover. Everybody loves the titty-lover. We're lover. a package deal. You don't, yeah. you don't have a signature yet, Brian. <laughs> That's Until true. we get a ska slasher out here, I don't know what we're supposed to do with you. Oh my god. I don't know why you can't set like a movie in the UK in the eighties and have it be a ska slasher. That would like write it. That would work. Write it. Me and Wolfrey will get together and write it. It'll be like that movie with the big brother UK show. Oh ska. Dead Set. Dead Set. Dead I like that one. That was a good movie. That- it was. I liked it. Good miniseries, I should say. Yes, yeah, so there's like, what, four episodes? Five episodes? Uh, Julie Chen would never do that. No. <laughs> no, not in a million years. Because we went and looked up all the information on Dead Set when we were watching it. It was like, oh, that is the actual Julie Chen that is in this of thing. The UK, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, it God, is. That, is, that is crazy cool. I think because I would say they just killed Julie Chen. Yeah. <laughs> they just killed British Julie Chen. Yes, they did. I love them. I but that's the problem movies. because you can't kill Julie Chen because she's a robot. <laughs> you can dismantle her, but they'd you bite her, and she'd be like, "I'm still Julie Chen." Hey, and then she'd come out with some other awful outfit, like that thing with the noodle illusion thing under her boob. That was the worst thing. <laughs> she would just turn around and go, "But first, but first, I have to kick your ass." And two robots. But you know what? That's stuff. a great movie right there. If you have zombies versus versus Chenbot. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Versus Zingbot. <laughs> Versus and Zingbot's the hero. No. I was gonna say Zingbot somehow got reprogrammed and he's also evil. Oh, that's even better. Even better. And is a rapist just because what the hell? Why not? <laughs> rape. Rape. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're triggered. I just triggered all these people in my audience. I'm sorry. You did. Oh my gosh, you're terrible. <laughs> I am terrible, but that's why they listen. Yay! Okay, Allison and Brian, thank you very yes. much for joining me again. It's been a pleasure having you. Oh, anytime, Patrick. Thank anytime. You for I know fun. you're my. You're among my favorite. I like the thing is, all of my guests are my favorite, but you guys are <laughs> really my favorite. <laughs> I was like, I, I I miss hearing from you uh, and talking to you on a regular basis because we don't do a podcast and you were our number one fan who would always call in and it's it's nice that you um, bring us out of retirement every eight months or so. To, yep, you're uh, very welcome. You're very By the way, by the way, I have to say we have one more guest to add to the show. Wait, what? Yeah. No, don't, no, it's don't. Been on, it's been on hold. What? Oh, oh, oh. oh no. Oh, hello. My yes, name is Kachita Hasenfeber. I'm going today to talk to you about the movie Halloween Ghost Week that we just watched at the movie show to talk about with Alison and Brian. Hi, Alison and Brian. Don't oh, Kachita. I love you guys I'm so much. I've missed you very much. I've been in prison. Wait, <laughs> what? why were you in prison? Well, because you remember my husband, Ching Pao? Yes. <laughs> he kept trying to kill me all the time. So you just took care of it. No, I'm down some bad checks, but that's not a whole nother human. <laughs> no, the prison's so nice. You can understand because I got here and I was like really scared and everything because I watched the orange is the new black and stuff. <laughs> but then, but no, it was great because I started making friends with everybody. You now it's like summer camp. You know, we sit around, we think kumbaya, and people start fighting. I'm like, don't fight, big lesbian ladies. Don't be fighting. Everybody just like hug and have brownies. And we do that all the time. We do like little, you know, like 
you know, latch hook rugs and stuff. It's fun. Can see that? I'm so glad that you have used your uh, phone call for the data call in the show when we were on. No, no, I beat it, prison. I'm out oh, now. Oh, no, I gotta oh. wear one of those like bracelets on my ankle. That was really pretty and it's sparkly. <laughs> I, I like it. I got it off the QVC. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the John Rivers collection. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't, don't, don't die, Anderson. I love you very much. Jesus, I love you so much. <laughs> no, you don't because you never called me. Did you write me in prison? No. <laughs> you never did nothing to me. My audience has no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> They're uh, throughout. Joe from Cincy's freaking out. Mikey from North Carolina's freaking out right now. And Michael from the Armchair Survivor. Podcast is freaking out right now. <laughs> Nobody else has any idea who this person is right now. Why is Brian and Allison? Why are they dying right now? Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a hot and pepper. is fantastic. Uh, she lives in it. my head all the time. She's been on the show before. She, but the thing is, it was weird. Like, 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 like we had Joyce DeWitt on the show. Ooh. Yeah, well, one of the episodes that Flem took over, Flem the Gargoyle. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, he had guests. He had Joyce DeWitt. On, except Ooh. it was really a turnip in a wig that had Katrina Haas-Fever's voice. It was very complicated. <laughs> you would know that if you listen to the show regularly or anything, but whatever. Get my terrible friends. Terrible friends. I try. I try. We're the I worst. I, I don't even listen to Brian's podcast. What does it say about me? <laughs> Mine's only 22 minutes long. But you eat his donuts. You eat his, you eat his sexy donuts. <laughs> <laughs> As long as I keep getting those sexy donuts. As long as there's those sexy, I, I like lick your donuts on the wall. All right, <laughs> Allison and Brian, thank you very much for coming on the show once again. It's been a pleasure having you. Oh, thank you, Patrick. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. We love you. <laughs> Let's all make love. <laughs> our show up for another episode i did not expect the conversation with allison and brian to go as long as it did but it's too fabulous to cut so i am making the executive decision to bump the voicemail section to next time so i apologize to tj and jeff from california and new caller chuck you guys will be up next time i promise and all the people who some tweets about tom hanks in the movie uh, uh, from the previous episode we'll get to you next time I promise so what is going to be happening next time next time I'm going to be spending some time talking about Get Out I'll be giving a nice spoiler free discussion of that movie as well as some of the movies that I watched while I was stuck in the house during that 10 inch snow and ice storm and after that I have another so the fiber episode and that movie is going to be Leprechaun 
back to the hood because St. Patrick's Day and I'm going to have two very special brand new guests and I'm not going to say who they are except they're the host of a super awesome podcast that is both creepy and kitschy. And if you didn't figure it out from that, I can't possibly help you. You'll just have to wait and see. So if you want to contact the show and leave a voicemail, by all means, please do that. Pick up your phone and give me a call at 917-720-2047. You can write me at crew at screamqueens.com. And, of course, as always, that's Queens with a Z. You can like me on Facebook by doing a search for Scream Queens Horror Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Scream Queens. I'm on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast, as well as No TR for You, even though I still don't understand how that site works because I'm old. And if you want to truly support the show, you can head on over to the Patreon page. It's www.patreon.com, P A T R E O N. And make a pledge. And by making a pledge, you will be getting extra content each and every month. I just put up a review of the uh, theatrical release, The Cure for Wellness, and why you should not see that in the movie theater. Wait to video if you need to, but there's a whole reason why. But you're not going to find out unless you become a patron. So, until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember that Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Just make it to the final reel, baby. You're too pretty to die early. Bye! I go hunting for witches. Heads up, going to roll. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches! <laughs>